Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I Was Thinking. I'm Simone. And I'm Brianna. And yeah, I already said welcome back to another episode. I gotta get better at my introductions. <laughs> I like never know what to say. <laughs> um, come up with like a catchy jingle or something. <laughs> something, I don't know. But yeah, we're back. There's no reason why they should have sold out of the tour merch. This is why you're here. <laughs> and she's going to get sad now. Uh, this is why. Because I, no, I got no permission yeah. to dance merch. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I I did get a photo card book so I can put mm-hmm. my photo cards in there that says permission to dance and a cute picture. But as far mm-hmm. as like a t-shirt, nothing. Mm-hmm. Hoodie, what? What is that? <laughs> permission to dance. I got the only thing I was able to get was the map of the soul stuff because yes. apparently no one wanted to buy that. So I got right. a cute like long sleeve shirt, the tour hoodie and another shirt from map yeah. of the soul. But like you would have thought I went to the map of the soul concert exactly. and not the permission yes. to dance concert. Yes. And like I know I showed up late for both of them because um, I wasn't going to. I'm sorry. I wasn't going <laughs> to wait in line for a T-shirt. I already know myself. I'm weak. Um, I would have started. I would have started some fights just from being irritated, tired, and hungry. And I'm not gonna wait. Like ruin my chances of staying at the concert because I'm cranky. Oh, and I thought they would have enough. Even they even ran out of army bombs. Yes. And like I felt so bad for um, precious little sister Zarya because mm. that's really all she wanted mm. for the concert, and she wasn't able to get any. Like wow. even K-pop stores we went to in the city. I mean, we only went to one, but like they didn't have any either. I couldn't even use mine, and I'll tell you when we get to the actual <laughs> concert. But that, but that was my own dumbass fault. Why I couldn't use my army bomb. <laughs> But I just felt so bad for her. She wasn't able to buy right. buy like one for herself. So and they were sold out even before we got to LA. Like sold out. And oh, see, Weverse. That's the thing. It's yes, Weverse. And I mean, I get it. Everybody f- flooded to Weverse to to get their stuff because a lot of the, I think everything, even the permission to dance merch on Weverse was sold out. Gone. Um, Gone. It was. It was yeah, interesting. Nothing. So on the opposite fact from Simone, my sister and I went at seven. So we actually got Mm-mm. to <laughs> LA the night before. So during day one's concert, we got there. Day and three. I, you know, yeah, sorry. Yeah, day three's concert, yeah, we got I, I, there. Sometimes I want to say that because I want to be like day one, but it's technically like day three. Day three, November, yes. yeah. December 1st. We got there December 1st. Um, we went from LAX to our hotel real fast, dropped that stuff off and came straight to the venue because we were like, all right, we're going to be good. We're going to get our merch tonight while they're inside singing it up. We're going to be outside (laughs) spending money. Right. So we get up there and we get to the front of the stadium. So the very front that's facing the forum, I think that's the front. If it isn't, sorry. Um, and we walk up to the, I don't think I even experienced the whole stadium because like, I know there was a huge sign where like that said permission to dance and I wanted to take a picture of it, yes. but like just the way things were going, I'm like, child, this place is too big. Oh, I... that, thing, that line was like four hours long to take a picture with a sign. I was like, no, oh, no. Oh, good thing <laughs> I had to go look for it. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have that kind of time. I don't. But we we walked to the first tent we saw. It was one of the big express ones. Um, and, you know, we noticed a lot of that stuff was kind of gone. They, I should have bought my pictures that night, like the giant like uh, pictures that they were selling, but whatever, I'll kick myself later. Um, <laughs> and... We asked, like, hey, do you guys have smalls? Because that's what we were looking for. Small shirt, whatever, for permission to dance. They're like, oh, we sold out of all the permission to dance stuff. And I was like, oh, um, well, at least those shirts. 
And I said, well, you know, are you going to have them tomorrow? And he goes, oh, yeah, we're going to restock tomorrow. So I was like, oh, OK, cool. I guess we're just going to end up having to come here early. But me being me, I was like, let me buy some stuff now. So I bought one Permission to Dance hoodie because that was the only Permission to Dance thing they had. And then a Map of the Soul shirt for one of my uh, friends. And we asked for army bombs. Sorry, we're sold out. And I, that was when I gave the look of like, you're sold out of army bombs? <laughs> right. Because like how... Before we started recording, like how you said, oh, I'll just get this stuff tomorrow. So like mm-hmm. after day three of the concert, we actually did go into the merch line, but it was only to get Zarya an army bomb because we thought they had mm-hmm. more. We didn't know they were sold out. So like I already saw there were some signs and some stuff that said, mm-hmm. you know, sold out, but like mm-hmm. they were still quite a few. So I was like standing in line after I think we asked through like the grapevine of like people in front of us if they had mm-hmm. more army bombs and they told us no. I was like, OK, well, well. Even though the plans didn't change because something personally happened to me. We'll mm-hmm. get to that again a little bit later. Um, I was like, okay, so maybe we'll just have to try to get here earlier mm-hmm. to see if we can get Zarya and Army Bomb. And this, I like took a mental note of the numbers of the stuff that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So, like, once I get to the line, I could just tell them, you know, size right, right. this merchandise and then go. Didn't think they would sell out, but I no. had the same mindset as you. Like, I'll just get this tomorrow. Right. I mean, like I said, the only thing I have to go back on is MetLife. Like MetLife, they had two days, again, half the amount, um, but they didn't sell out anything. Like they had everything. I was able to get everything on my list that I wanted, army bomb merch, pictures, flags, whatever. So it was, again, very shocking. They knew they had four days. They knew a lot of people were coming. And I think, again, when we came that night, we didn't realize that they weren't checking tickets. I didn't even occur to me actually <clears throat> walking up there that they didn't See, have to check in. I didn't go to like the main merch booth at MetLife because mm. when we got our merch, it was one of the ones where you were already inside the stadium. Gotcha, so like gotcha, they didn't gotcha. ask. That's why when you kept saying that, I'm like, I didn't get asked if I had tickets for MetLife. But then I was like, well, I could have sworn they did. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I went to a merch booth that was no, inside the stadium. Just, I, again, 30 years old. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> Girl, I'm pretty, you, my sister did say that. Like you're 80. Like, they, 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 I remember walking, we had to go through like a security checkpoint, which again, uh, um, so didn't do until you got inside the stadium, um, MetLife, there was a, like a turnstile kind of area where you walk through and they check your bags and stuff like that just yes. to get into the parking lot to buy merch. This was before you get into the venue. So I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm 99% sure they did check like tickets and stuff before we got in there for MetLife. but. I mean, so far, I bought what, the little things that I had to buy. And then we just kind of were like, all right, there's an in and out right next door. Let's go hang out there, which again, mistake number one. We should have just went home. <laughs> should have just went back to that uh, hotel there because uh, we had like an hour left or not even about 30 minutes before you guys got done uh, before. And we just like, we'll get in and out real fast and leave. No, <laughs> which comes to problem number. I don't know what number we're on. Uh, I just, I really, I enjoyed that concert so much. And again, it was the very, actually, that was the first time I had been around that many people since actually Eric Nam's concert was the last one I went to before the same. world ended. Yeah, same with me. That was so, our, right, right. both of our last concerts. Right. It, was both, it wasn't so it as was like, big, but it's just right. like that concert experience of to people seeing their favorites. To be that many people, right. to see if, you know, to, to see somebody like you said you like, it was the first time and it was... It was so nice to just be out and to be around people who love the same thing. 
um, to sing songs, you know, that, that you used to always listening to like in your headphones exactly. and sing them out loud with like exactly. other people. And then like, you get to watch them freak horribly. out. <laughs> Girl, don't bring up karaoke. We did so bad. I'm ready for round two though. I'm ready. I mean, whenever you're ready, whenever you're ready, uh, we can have our own little concert. We'll do more BTS songs though. Cause we didn't do as many when we win. We but. didn't. And we weren't used to that setup yet, so yes, now we, we know. didn't know how to work it. But now that we know, now I'm we know. ready. Yes, I'm here for it. We can sing UG again and get 99% because we got... <laughs> no, we got 100. Remember, we got 100 on UG. Yes. That was the only That's song we got 100 they, on. They didn't do their subgroup songs. I, I was... I, while, I mean, kudos to them because all seven right. of them went hard for, what, three hours, two hours? I mean... And they did all OT7 songs yes, and they said, like, being them. back, they wanted to do group songs, which, like, yes. I give kudos to them. Yes, and, like, the songs 100%. that they did too, you know, a lot of it had hard choreography. Yes, I mean, they didn't do choreography yeah. for all of them, but the ones that but they it was did, still, they you know, went hard. They, they went, did. And they had shout out to the lab for showing up and, and doing on and doing permission to dance and doing all the choreos that required you know large groups of people they really right. came out and they really they put on their show. heart and soul into this um and it was so apparent and it was so nice to see that they really it meant a lot for them to be in front of fans again um and you know like i said we did the gin thing shout out to all the armies who i mean it had to have taken hours yes and i'm upset i got there late because i guess the gate that i got into that's yeah. when they, the girl was giving out the thing so also shout out, shout out to that army who um planned yeah. that whole thing so i mean there were two uh there was one that did the black uh army bomb cover yes for the moon and yes. then the heart and ones and the heart with jim's yeah. name in it i mean we saw her out there for hours with boxes i mean four, five six boxes and she was just making sure everybody got one i mean it was it was a it was so nice and yeah, like i and said that's it was, the first time i was like in a concert space like celebrating mm -hmm. like the artist i'm seeing's birthday like that was pretty yeah. cool and like he was so yeah. emotional like i remember when he first saw i don't know what he saw first if it was the, the hearts moons. was it, it was the, the moons? moons first then yeah, when did he see the hearts the I heart? think JK actually pointed out the hearts to him. Which one? Um, I know. Wait, when they came out dressed in white first, right? So it was after they did like so on I maybe. Lied. It was the hearts first, I think. It was okay. the hearts that they saw first and then they saw the moons because I remember that. Um, he was dressed in full white and they came out dressed in full white first for the for the um, heart. So, yeah, it was it was nice. Um, it was so sweet. And yeah, like he said, he's like, I didn't want to get emotional because, you know, I still had a whole concert to go. And, <laughs> and then like, I don't think I ever saw him that emotional. Like I saw yeah. I saw it when they showed him. I was like, oh, yeah. my God, he's already like getting mm -hmm. teared up. <laughs> And then he came out there with his little RJ tied to his head. And that's when they did that the moon. Funny. And he was just like, yes. wow. And then that's when we successfully did the <laughs> army wave better than day oh, three. Oh, yes. Let's bring that oh, up. God. <laughs> um, I would, again, like to reinstate that I was there day four. So we didn't screw up as much as day three. <laughs> I don't know what why we couldn't get this down <laughs> so first of all it was i was i was almost kind of like with metlife with the confusion of the light so like when they were talking about oh we're going to do like um the wave i need you to get your light i think the camera light right yeah well i think he just said i need you to get your lights out and then some people were getting their camera lights yes. out he's like i met your army bombs and that brought me back to metlife when we were doing, yeah. gonna do micro chroma so you remember that where he's yes. like put up your lights we all put up our army yes. bombs and he's like i no. met on your phone and we're like oh. 
We're not good at following instructions. <laughs> Yo, we're really not. We all really do share like one brain cell and it's amazing. Like I don't have to know you, but like for some reason in this setting, we all share one brain cell. Mm-hmm. Yep. hundred percent. Like on day three and like, I don't know if we were even practicing before or not. Cause you know how sometimes when like during when we're the waiting. very beginning or like yes. when we're waiting during like the animation before, like the, um, yes. The, what is it called? The encore. PCRs. We just yeah. do it randomly. Yeah. Um, at least here in America, I don't know if any other places they go to do it I randomly. I just question. know every time in America, for it's some reason, thing. yeah, <laughs> we, we're we obsessed to do the wave, wave a little we bit too the much. <laughs> Any sporting event, we gotta do the wave. Anything, <laughs> we're in a group of people with lights, we gotta do the or just we, people. We, we gotta, gotta do the do wave. wave. Like, yeah, whoa, it's a thing. I, it's <laughs> just and the woos go. Like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's 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 like built into us at this point. Um, <laughs> but I any, will say, to, and again, I'm offering y'all a defense because I get I don't know what day three was like, but so on day bad. four. It's hard to see. And again, this is different from MetLife. MetLife, we could look up and see yes, all you could see the people everybody. above us. For SoFi, I don't know how it looked from the people below us, but we up to a certain point could not see. Like once it reached like like maybe the middle of the stage area, the lights disappeared and we were just going off of woos. <laughs> like when, when it got closer to us, like you just kind of had to assume. So that could have possibly been it, but you floor people, you had no excuse. <laughs> like I could see the people in my like section in the yes. same section around mm-hmm. the thing, but like, and obviously I'm higher up so I could see the floor. So I don't know if the people looking up could do the same or not. But like, I remember right. when they first started, you know how they give us instructions like, okay, we're mm-hmm. gonna start on this this side it go all the way around so like when we yep. count down get ready and then some people actually started before he's like they're like no no wait you no, guys no, gotta no. wait till we tell you to go yep. so like of course they turn off the lights and then they count down and then they start and then at first it was fine but then like for some reason like Chaos. the floor started going faster yes. and then like the 500 started going slowing down and the middle was like I don't know where the middle was and you could kind of hear it the voices they're like ah uh, uh yeah come on Arby like you guys can do it and then we finish and then they kind of they kind of all stood there like um uh, we're gonna try that again um floor you were a little too fast yeah. remember there's more sections higher up than you guys so maybe mm-hmm. maybe this next time just to slow down a little bit so we'll start on the other side let's see yeah. if the other like side can you know and then we'll go back around mm-hmm. so then like we do it again and like it was I don't know how it got worse, but like it just got worse. And like I feel like it took the 500 section like five minutes to start again. Started off well, and then like the floor kind of just went, and then it was like the 100. So it was kind of like a weird like way following each other, and then like tsunami. And then like you could just see it on their faces, and then like some of them were making noises, and what got me laughing so hard was like. Namju kind of took a second. He, he did that like awkward smile he does sometimes. He sighed. He's like, okay, anyway, I think we're going to go ahead and move on. And when I tell you, when he said that so passive aggressively, I wanted to die. I couldn't stop laughing. I was literally like hunched over because I was laughing so hard <laughs> and it like, was the okay anyway the, it, the was give the, up, it was the, the okay defeat. anyway <laughs> let's let's move on that got me because <laughs> it's 
like oh when you have little kids and like mm-hmm. they just show you stuff randomly and you kind of have to sit like, there okay. like oh that was cute okay I saw it in, <laughs> yeah I saw it in that light so like I thought it was cute but like I just never saw them so like passively aggressively disappointed <laughs> oh so you know, funny I'll I never say forget day that four, when they got to that again we all kind of knew what happened day three we we're like oh all right let's not mess this up guys Oh, um, so bad. I don't know what it was like for day one and day two. The floor, it was, was so hilarious. Bad. Oh, it was, it was great. He told that floor specifically, like, y'all, don't go too fast. <laughs> he was traumatized from 3-3. He's like, okay, floor, we discussed this yesterday. Slow down. <laughs> Yo. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was great. It was, was so, so it was funny. Such, it was such a good night. It was such a good night. But, yes, we, so... Let's get it. So we did that. And then I wasn't expecting it either because I didn't know if the stadium or like high slash big hit plan mm-hmm. anything for Jizz. Mm-hmm. But like you hear it on my phone, too. Like after I kind of film like all the waves, like finishing at yeah. the end. And then all of a sudden it's, it lights up. Happy Jinde. I, I just screamed like, Happy that was cute. Yeah, that was so cute. And like everyone was so confused and we all just start like screaming and then like singing happy birthday to them. I was like, oh, this is so sweet. That was sweet. It was it really so cute. Was. It was just, it was such a nice, and I'm glad again that we got to do that for him. And then of course the next day, what does he throw out? Super Tuna! Super Tuna! <laughs> Go straight to Super Tuna! Can you, he is so lucky that that came out the day after the concert because had it come out during concert time, I think he would have been so, I mean, as, as crazy and probably like, why in the world did I throw this on the internet that he is right now? Yeah. It would have been crazier there. I still think he's like, why did I put this song out? Because I don't know if he knew it was going to blow up as it did. Like, it's insane. At this point, and uh, this is another thing I'm going to say about them. We, we stand our humble kings, but don't y'all start. <laughs> no, I'm June. No, I'm June. I got a bone to pick with you about saying like, I didn't think you would li- like, have you, you've been on social media. You know how we are. Don't you show up there and say, I didn't think we'd be loved or nobody would oh show up. God. I'm like, bro, did you pay? Did you not see Ticketmaster trending about how pissed off we are that tickets can't be? Like, we're like, bro, don't come here with this. I love a home. I don't know if I should say that's humble or a hum- Is that like a... Like, you know, you have backhanded compliments. It wasn't, like, rude. It no, was, like, I don't a humble think, brag. I don't think it was a backhanded compliment. I really no, think no. he meant but that. It's like, it's like a humble brag, but still coming off as humble. Like, I don't, maybe I shouldn't have said backhanded compliment. No. But it's like, it's a humble brag while he was crying and still trying right, to When they humble. talk, like, I could tell they really mean it. And I'm like, you, yes, do you guys, I mean, I understand your start how you got here was rough yes. but do you see where you are now like we all the main reason a lot of people love you guys is because you are humble but then sometimes it's kind of like do, do you know who do you, you are you guys <laughs> just ask all the time do you know bts do you yes, know bts yes, do. I was like, do you know bts exactly do you do you do you? and i feel like and i'm gonna bring up uh again no spoilers to spider-man but uh, what MJ says all the time, if you expect disappointment, then you, you know, when it happens, you won't be disappointed. Maybe it's a little bit of that. Like if you expect the worst, then when the worst happens, you won't be disappointed. Like I know fame is fleeting, but you can't tell me in the past year getting number one on billboard, however many times 
uh, getting the Grammy YouTube, nominations, getting the record um, for most YouTube views yes, twice, twice, not in once, one twice. year. Um, and now you're still saying like, I didn't think we'd show, like get, get out of here, but what if you don't move? Like, like, <laughs> I remember us talking about this in the car. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I know I sat there and I think in my video I have I have him I think I have him saying that on video. I said no. Really? Yeah, no, I like, screamed that like when he said that. I was like, no, no. yeah, no, uh-uh, get out of here with that. Oh, I didn't. I like, I love you. I love you, and keep that humility. Right. But you know, we would show out for this. You know, we're showing up, especially the new fans you guys magically gather from Dynamite, yes, Butter, and Permission, Permission to Dance. To dance. Yep. Like yep. it's just out of this world at this point. Yes. Oh yeah. Like I said, and, and all the, I sat, I think pretty much everyone I sat next to was a new army. Really? Like the girl from Australia, I think pretty sure she was a new army. The girl on the other side of my sister, relatively new army. I think she said she was, um, well, I mean, I still consider dynamite like a, a new army. I mean, I don't even know if I'm really considered new at this point anymore or not. Where were you? You were still in love yourself era. I if you went to MetLife, yeah, you're- I was- I was 2018. You're not a pandemic army. Put it that way. Okay. I, I think, was late 2018. Yeah. You're not a pandemic. So there's, there's pandemic. That's what I consider new armies are the pandemic armies. The ones gotcha. who got into BTS with their English songs primarily and with okay. Dynamite. Cause like they were still kind of, when I got into them, they were kind of, mm-hmm. you know, still kind of blowing up. To yes. in America, but not to this extent they that they are at now. They were not to this now. extent. They were just like, oh, there's something cool going on across the seas. Let's invite yeah, them. Yeah, people were kind of like talking about them like, oh, yes. BTS, like this is kind of new. Like we should yeah. invite them I over and stuff them, like that. It was so. like, oh, wow, all I got is YouTube. I can use right now <laughs> to find it. <laughs> and and again, as as an older army and again, as a multi-stan, it, it's, and I said this in our last, not last, or maybe it didn't. Uh, one of the podcasts that I was in, um, it's been such a cool thing to see the growth that K-pop has had it, since I've gotten into it, which again was back in like the 2009, 2010 era to now. I mean, you can't even compare. Like I was right, telling you, y'all had to like search. I didn't tell, I didn't talk about this when me and Macy did like yeah. 21. Cause like I was saying some stuff of like things that came out that um, never showed in the light of day. And like, mm-hmm. I keep forgetting, like it was almost kind of hard if you yes. weren't in Korea to really find this stuff. Not even yes. just like the technology that we had, crazy but like easy you... shipping prices, put yeah. it that way. I mean, not that that's changed a lot, but there was well, no yeah. like US Weavers. store. <laughs> right, like there was no US store where you could pay still $20 in shipping, but at least it wasn't 50, like, you know? Or like you couldn't go into Walmart to find like <laughs> right. a K-pop album. Oh my album. God, like, no. Walmart? Who would have thought? Oh my God, no. Um, so, and it was funny. I'm talking to, uh, I was talking to my friend, uh, Kaylin, who, who stands ATs. That's her old group. And we were talking about how back in the day when, you know, Pandora was our primary source of music. And you brought that up on the, like, when we first introduced yes. you, I believe. Like, cause yes. I asked you how you got into K-pop. Yes, that was it. Like, you didn't know. I, I, it was back before, you know, learning names and learning groups. It was just like, oh, it would show up. And again, it was BOA that would show up for me. And then I made a BOA station. Then you had Girls Gen 21. All these groups would show up. And I didn't even make the connection, the difference between Japanese and Korean. It was just like, oh, this is cool. Right. Um, and I, I, I will say, you know, a new G Dragon was, new Big Bang, knew all those big groups. Because as an anime fan, you kind of mix in with like K-pop and 
uh, that stuff. A lot of anime fans love K-pop. And for the reason of when you listen to anime openings, at least back when Pandora was a thing, you'd get recommendations for Because that's when K-pop. they all kind of group basically every East Asian exactly. thing together. All the Asian all people the Asian are all the anime lovers will like this, <laughs> you know? And I mean, I was talking to Kaylin and she's like, you know, remember when you had to go to LimeWire to download any type of music? I mean, that was that was true for, you know, American stuff too. But, yes. you know, to find K-pop stuff, you couldn't go on to, I really go on to iTunes and you couldn't go on to, now I'm aging myself, Rhapsody <laughs> and find, and find these songs. Like you really had to deep dive and go on to the illegal websites to find them. And it really wasn't until, it really wasn't until Psy with Gangnam Style that it started to be like, what's going on over there for a lot of Americans and, 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 you know, inviting them over. Like I said, I will never forget. I think it was 2012. Don't quote me when girls Jen went on to David Letterman and performed the boys. And I was like, what? you know, like, Oh my God, you know, that was huge. Right. Um, so it's so awesome to be able to like, to just say to people, Oh, I'm going to a BTS concert again. You'll have the handful of who, or, Oh wow. They're, they're actually performing here. Or like the like, Korean group, right? Right. They know like, <laughs> Oh, those Asian time boys my- you love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those Asian, the Chinese boys you love. Um, my no, God. First, they're <laughs> Korean, but sure. Actually, that happened to me this past week. <laughs> God bless her. I love her. One of the people I work with, she was like, oh, is that, are those, those Chinese boys? And my heart just went, mm. yeah, yeah, the Korean guys. See, I love. At least I'm around people where at least they know they're Korean. So like they'll just oh, say Korean boys. And I'm like, well, I, actually, these are grown ass men. But thank sure, you. First right, of all. Exactly. I was like, so I'll let that one go because I love my job. So uh, yeah, no, it was the Korean guys. Yeah, I do. <laughs> God. Just like, uh, all right, whatever. You're at least you got the continent, I guess. <laughs> They're Asian. They're over East there. Asian. Close enough. Okay. <laughs> They're close enough. Um oh God, so, so many things. Yeah. I that was an interesting one. But it, it's been so I the the I never would have thought back in 2015, 2014, getting into BTS that I would have been able to go to two of their concerts. Again, never would have thought outside of KCON um, and, and random little events that they have that they would be performing here, doing tours sold out. Right, um, and stadiums, like we, football right, stadiums. stadiums. Uh, beating out, or uh, almost be- beating out Bruce, or did they beat Bruce Springsteen's record? I forgot what that was of, of the amount of money made I in- think they i know i heard they beat someone's record they but beat, i didn't I hear think they're, they just i think they're just under bruce springsteen but again okay. bruce springsteen did multiple shows all around the country this is four days so that's saying something in one location right i mean who would have thought um if you had asked anybody a few years ago would this have happened i think everybody would have looked at you and been like nah uh, you know it was a segmented group of people and now you pretty much everybody unless you live under a rock which apparently there's still people that do knows at least bts um, yeah and i'm glad and i'm happy to see all these other groups coming and trying to like monster x has been doing a lot of stuff um, NCT has been trying to come and, and break in. Obviously with Super M, they've been trying to come in. It's, I I mean, I, I love it. I love it. And here's to all it's of it. It's fun. Like with all the dancers. There is one song that's, I mean, I say it's like a BTS song, but it's not really a BTS song that I know I will never, ever see in Don't person. Don't you say it. 
What is it the you, one I'm thinking? What are you thinking? Nah, go ahead and say what you're gonna say. I'm not gonna say it. Come back home. Oh, okay. No, it's not what that you one. Think I was th- what do no. you think I was going to say? It's going to permit. No. Okay. No. It's well, a forbidden. I, it's a forbidden request that. <laughs> and now I'm curious. Maybe tell me once we're done I'm recording. An, it's an old army request. I'll tell you when we get off. Okay. I would really like to see Come Back Home, even though I know I yes. would never ever see it. I do love Come it. Back Home. I would like to see some things from like Dark and Wild. Maybe let's get Second Grade back <gasps> up Danger, here. Second um, Grade. Yeah. I even, would love even, to like, see that. Even like Hip Hop Filet. Yes. Danger. Am I the only? What did you say? What did you call? What? What'd you call it? Oh, what? Nah, say what you said earlier. I said danger. <laughs> no, the hip hop one. What'd you say? How do you say it? It's file. Is it really file? <laughs> <laughs> I was like hip hop filet. I always say filet. <laughs> Please keep saying that. It's my favorite. <laughs> it was like, why is it called file? <laughs> Somebody's hungry. Go to Chick-fil-A. That's what you want. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, that's really that's embarrassing because I think when we played the game, I called it filet. Oops, <laughs> my bad. It's great. No, that's gonna that is now the official name. Well, I call it hip hop filet, so. <laughs> Uh, so the concert was great it was great seeing them again even though I was high up you know I was still there I got to experience it it's fine I will manifest pray for especially if they come to Florida I will get those floor seats and see but that was another thing I was thinking about like I want floor but I don't I don't know if I want to be close enough to if any of them can see me because oh, no, I want them now. Mm-mm. Well, <laughs> we do it. <laughs> we, okay, we, I, I we was gonna it. say because like of course I will record some things, but like I like going to concerts to dance. So like I kind of feel like if especially if my song comes on and if any of them kind of <laughs> see me dancing um, and acknowledge me, I might kind of just dig a hole right where no, I'm standing I and just be fine for it. Like I said, I I have touched hands with ATs. I have screamed big titties at Eric. Um, the only other concert I've been to that I haven't been able to make, I was on the floor, but didn't they weren't able to see me was NCT. If I get floor at BTS and close enough to where if I'm dancing like a lunatic and they point me out, I will live for it. I will live. I mean, for I'll live it, for so. it and like get embarrassed, but like no, nope. I don't know. Not at all. <laughs> I'm just nope, such a shy person. <laughs> nah, not for them. <laughs> nah, no. Not for them. I'll you, wild it out. I'll you, wild. You bring in the science work for BTS? Is that what you're doing? Oh, yes. I, if I can bring that in. Look, the girl who got the wow with J-Hope in the center got noticed. Got a whole me- another meme made out for J-Hope because of her sign. If I if I can create a meme or if I can be noticed, remembered, whatever. Yeah, I remember when we were like um, online for the first half of 2021, was it? Or 2022? 2022. It was so boring and lonely, but like, it's nice to be able to go in at least see people. Was it not 2020? Huh? Was it not 2020? Are you talking about? I'm talking about 2020 because that was the first time they moved school to online, like completely. Okay, you said you didn't know if it was 2021 or 2022. We just started 2022. Yeah, too long. (laughs) Hey, listen, listen. What is my catchphrase? Time is an illusion. Uh, take a shot every time she says that <laughs> y'all would be blacked out for like five days <laughs> but yeah. continue to feast though i'm sorry 
I will say, though, I feel like people's behavior has been improving ever so slightly, but it is improving. Like, you don't hear a lot of cases mm. of people just, you know, hurling themselves at someone else because someone said no. Mm. Being sure. in the customer service industry, I'm not so sure I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> People are so trigger happy. Or maybe I'm just not paying attention to the news. I don't know. Have you have you ever worked a customer service job, Nafis? Huh? That's not that was have you ever worked a customer service job like in a restaurant or like retail? Actually, um, no, I take that back. I think it was this year. Okay. When I when I saw a video of a lady throwing like soup in somebody's face. I think that was this year. Never mind. Scratch that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, even before the so pandemic, me and Macy happy. could tell you, um, it's, it hasn't gotten better. It's gotten worse. But to answer your question, no, I have not. Okay. I don't think I would last in that kind of job, honestly. My anxiety would take over and I'd like panic all the time. It's, it's I very am surprised that I'm still here. Oh, <laughs> After all of the stuff that's like, people, I, I think I have like one of those like, demeanors that people like can't yell at me mm. but people are definitely rude like I've never had somebody scream at me um well on the phone I have when I worked um, it because I, I did the insurance thing too um just home insurance not health insurance but um and I answered the phones and I've had people scream at me on there but as far as like somebody in like that I'm checking them out, like at a at a store. I haven't had anybody scream at me, but people are really rude. They're rude and very passive aggressive. So, because mm-hmm. right. like they f- get defeated, I've learned to like you still kind of have to try to um, talk to them with a smile because it, that's their way of like getting giving up. So they know they like are not getting under your skin. But it's still mm-hmm. hard because like you know I want to cuss back at you too, but I can't. I could, but try not to lose right. this job to pay my bills yeah i kind of just pretend like they're not yelling at me like i talk to them how i would if they weren't yelling at me so i'm like that is so sad just chill out because you're not going to get a response from me that's the best way to handle it that you like i'm not getting agitated with the fact that you're agitated with me i just stop caring that's so sad that like you have to create this whole scenario not you but i mean like everyone in that position yeah would have to like create these mental scenarios so they don't lose it like my last two days, I was training a girl um, who just started. So she was telling me how she worked at a Hardee's like down the street. Um, and like there's just no one there because they didn't want to work, which is understandable. But like she would work full days, sometimes going like five in the morning to close wow. at like 11 at night. And just like even though the pay was good, but like no one just wanted to work. And then like customers are just getting mad because there's no one working. So like they're yelling at them because like their food's not there on time since it's fast food and things like that. And like Mm -hmm. before she started working the job, I just left, like everyone just basically walked out that day. So that's crazy. And it's like interesting, like two years ago, like governments like, oh, you guys are essential workers. And then when they started putting us back to work, we're back to being like burger flippers. Don't know what we're doing with our lives. Why are we asking for $15 an hour, which we still can't live on? Because mm-hmm. the jobs that we do apparently aren't that important, even though, as you can see, when people aren't working these jobs, everyone that's rich and don't know how to pick up just a simple fork, don't know what to do with their lives. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> I rant over. 
Street. And all my all my service and customer service job people understand what I'm saying. We appreciate you guys here. We salute you. Like yeah. even when I got mm. into retail, like I just started making sure I at least if I ask for help, thanking people. Cause like besides just the job itself, you just don't know what people are going through. Why why do we try why do some people try so hard just to make other people's lives like hard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I the only thing I'm confused about is like, where did everybody go? Because I know that like, you know, people have been living off of like unemployment and everything. And I don't blame them for Nessa not wanting to go back to it because it sucks. But like, I had to go back because I needed to make money again. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, where are all the people that were doing these jobs before? Like, are they just... Like, where did they go? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why? Why died. are there? Yeah, well, honestly, true. some could have gotten COVID or. Yeah, yeah, but there also are like new people that are becoming teenagers that are like the typical people that would work there. Like, people are still having kids and they're still getting older. So, like, why is there such a shortage of of people to work? Because it's like I couldn't just do that. I had to go back and earn money. So it could also be getting different types of jobs. I mean, I feel like there's so many mm-hmm. jobs now that's starting to turn remote. Yeah, I, don't, no, I really don't that's, know. That's great. But there's just there's a lot of people in the world. And like, there's a lot of people that need those kind of jobs. So like, where the heck did they all go? <laughs> I mean, it's what also- I'm confused about. I don't know, like maybe they also could be like sad to say like getting homeless, but like mm-hmm. even with the I don't know the statistics. I need to I like don't know figure the statistics out. either. Cause I know just from watching like my job, like we kept complaining how there's a shortage of like housekeepers or front desk people, but then there's sometimes there were people that would come in and do an application and they wouldn't get the job because like mm-hmm. they just didn't want to hire them. I'm like, you guys are screaming, you need help. When help comes, you don't give them a chance. I'm confused. I feel like that could be the biggest reason. Because I've noticed that too a lot in like education. Like people will come, Mm -hmm. but they won't give them like that main job. They'll give them like an assistant job or something. But we'll still be at a shortage. That makes sense. Like I was looking for a job since, even though I currently had a job, I was looking for a new job since what? I think July? Yeah, I'm looking for a while, and it's January now. Yeah. yeah, it's just surprising to me. Like there is shortages literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like every every sign and and on a business in my town says hiring, and yeah. each week or each month, like the price of how much they'll they'll give you goes up. So I'm like, where the heck are all the people that lost their jobs at the beginning of this? Like, are they just staying on unemployment or are they doing something else or like what happened? Like, why is there so much shortage like everywhere? I guess is my question. That is a good question because unemployment is not what it's not the same. I I thought it ran out in Florida. I thought they stopped giving it. Yeah, they stopped giving the pandemic one. And it's not enough to live on. Mm -hmm. So like I that wouldn't be an option for me to like just not do anything i don't know yeah because i know when they stopped giving the pandemic like the 600 a a week Mm -hmm. that's when i was like okay i i was like yeah okay i really need to look for something that's more sustainable now Mm -hmm. that's a really good point you bring up yeah i just i mean i get it like i I wouldn't want to go back either working at the really hard retail jobs especially with like how people act but uh, at the end of the day if you didn't you know go down another avenue while the pandemic was happening like wouldn't you need to get your job back I have heard a lot of people are opening up their own 
um, companies, businesses, businesses. Yeah, that so too. that could be it too. Yeah. I'm sure people are moving to social media as well. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess that the follow-up question is where are they getting their money to start their own business? If they were living off of unemployment, I'm like, saved it from like the stimulus check or yeah. unemployment mm-hmm. who knows? or this new stupid cryptocurrency that I am still confused <laughs> to this day on how to use. And I don't think I'm jumping on that train. So Bitcoin and all that. Right. I guess I'm not in it like innovative enough but cryptocurrency i kind of understand but nfts what even i'm still confused <laughs> to this day what an nft is like i don't want to be sitting here like why is everyone complaining it's bad but like i just want to know like so if it really is that bad i can't find anything from my understanding nft is like a digital version of a physical thing so you know how we have like digital money now Mm -hmm. which is basically cryptocurrency yes so this digital like item called an nft is backed by that digital money so it's all like virtual stuff Mm -hmm. simply put but all i see when people are talking about why it's bad is because the environment so that's why i'm really concerned like yeah how is it bad for the environment for stuff we already like Mm -hmm. are doing now yeah Mm mm-hmm I, I haven't researched it that far, but yeah. I hadn't heard the environment thing. I don't know. I don't really know anything about it, but I saw one girl on TikTok. She was like, I think her, her girlfriend pointed the camera and was like, explain it to me. And she's like, well, basically, like, if you're a man, first of all, you have to be a man and you have to be at the like top of the hierarchy already. We're going to give you this imaginary man that you own but you don't really own it but we're gonna say that you own it <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, like confused like, what does that even mean because <laughs> like do we ever actually really own things to begin with what is, is that too deep of a know. question to ask <laughs> no it's all stuff that we've made up to mean things <laughs> so who knows like the apps i have now like Say, yes, they're technically mine, but, like, I don't actually really own them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just something intangible that you paid money for. You pay for these. That could be deleted at any point. <laughs> yeah, that's like with streaming services now. Like, yes, I can access it any time, but, like, what if there's a movie I saw two months ago and I'm going to rewatch it? I can't do that because they deleted it to make space for new stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you've used something that you've paid for. But technically, you can't use it again because they've already gotten rid of it. So like, but how much like what you paid for it, I guess, wasn't enough to own it forever. Like, what is that even? <laughs> I don't know. So weird. I just think of it as a payment for use. Like, doesn't involve mm-hmm. owning or anything. But like, but if me and you pay the same amount for something that we use, but I use it. 20 hours a month and you only use it five hours a month should we be paying the same amount she cracked the code guys she cracked the code <laughs> <laughs> my god it can't keep up <laughs> I'm sorry Macy, like, <laughs> that is a good question though <laughs> But, you know, they've actually started making um, Indian versions of a lot of like the popular Disney shows, too. So that was that was interesting to know to learn. Yeah, I've noticing we're kind of crossing into, you know, we're kind of in this new era. We're like even here, there's a bunch of remakes of like um, movies and 
TV shows like they're very popular, like back in the early 2090s or even further. And they're remaking them. And now we're getting the point to where there's remakes on an international board. Mm-hmm. Like I keep hearing that one famous um, Korean show, Sky Castle. They're apparently supposed to be making an American version of that. We'll see how that goes. There's been Ooh. other. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's been other like stuff like that where they've remake. Like I was remember texting Brianna. I don't remember how we got on this topic, but we mentioned that. And I mentioned the movie Old Boy where Spike Lee made Old Boy back in 2013, which is a 2005 Korean movie of the same name. I think it's Mm -hmm. called Old Boy. Yeah, it's called Old Boy. Just stuff like that. So that's not surprising me anymore either. There was an American remake, The Good Doctor. And they keep saying they want to remake Train to Busan. They better not. So... I'll riot <laughs> if I see an American remake of Train to Busan. Oh my gosh. I think we should just let the Koreans do the zombie apocalyptic stuff because they really have mastered it. They do a pretty good job of it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, I know Macy of don't which, watch that, but you're missing out. I have <laughs> nothing, nothing to add to that. <laughs> Listen, they make some good zombie movies, okay? Apparently the new show that they released on Netflix... What is it called? Today, all, all of us are dead, right? That's the title. Yes. Which I heard is it real? It's like the they don't understand where they got that title from because the Korean title, like when it's translated, it doesn't mean the same thing. And I remember that's being a big criticism of Netflix when Squid Game was really popular. How like mm-hmm. um, Netflix isn't really they're being really lazy with the um, subtitles, subtitles as far yeah. as the mm-hmm. translation and stuff like that, which I understand there's some stuff that's hard mm-hmm. to translate all the way through. But even I noticed that like when I'm watching certain things on Netflix, when they translate like words that I've picked up because I'm studying it. I'm like, that's not what they said or like, that's not what that yeah. word means. I've so like watching this movie, I don't know if that was the same because I don't know Hindi and this is my first time really hearing it. So I'm like, oh, I hope these translations of the subtitles are like close to accurate, which kind of is. And I'm going to ask you now before I forget, is it common to switch back and forth like they were doing <laughs> in that movie? Because at first it was throwing me off really badly like yeah, when they're going from hindi to english and i was like yeah it's super common it okay i was so confused because you have to remember india was colonized by the british so there's a lot of like english word replacements for hindi words so it's very common to go back and forth between hindi and english like i do it all the time yeah I wanted to bring that up because I don't know about you guys but since I know you both have studied Korean a little bit more than I have but when I watch or when I watch anime or I watch K-dramas, I, I'm i listening to what they're saying. Like, I'm hearing everything, but at the same time, I'm kind of focused on the, um, the subtitles. So um, my inner monologue, like, I can hear myself reading the subtitles. So when they were switching back and forth and there weren't any subtitles, I'm like, was I listening? I don't know if I heard what they said in English because I was so focused on reading the subtitles and my, the voice in my head is a little bit louder (laughs) than what I'm hearing on the screen. So like, I don't know if you, Simone, or if you had trouble with like switching back and forth because I kind of quiet what the show is saying and listen to myself reading the subtitles. Or I think because since I started watching, like, I'm not going to lie, I don't watch a lot of um, English or American shows anymore. Like I have mm-hmm. been the past maybe two years watching a lot of international shows, whether it is like yeah. more anime or um, like Korean drama. So I think 
I've gotten to the point where like I have um been able to do both at the same time, like read right. and then watch. And then also while I'm listening, especially if I'm watching Korean um, dramas, mm-hmm. I surprisingly like try to listen to the Korean more to see if I can understand what they're saying mm-hmm. without really yeah, having definitely. to watch the um, subtitles to see if the subtitles are like accurate to what they're actually saying or not, if that makes sense. Right. I definitely watch way more international shows now. Like I don't yeah. watch TV in general and I've gotten much better at reading subtitles where I can like, they're in the, like the bottom of the screen, but I don't need to be looking directly at them. Like I can be watching and picking up what they're saying, but like I, don't always like with this movie this was a new language for me so i went back to like yeah i went back to like the way that i used to read it to where like i'm kind of more focused on the subtitles and like less listening to act what they're actually like i'm listening but i'm not picking up the like individual words as much as i'm blocking out the actual language but you're more focused on the reading so like if it was muted like probably still watch it because you're just focused on reading i get that right Right. Where in with Korean, it's like I know a lot of like the common phrases like, are you hungry? How are you feeling? Are you know, like stuff like that or like pronouns like I've mom, dad, sister, brother. Like I pick up on all that stuff that I don't need to like read it where this when it was switching back and forth, I was so focused on the translation that when it would switch to English, I'm like, I don't think I heard what they just said. <laughs> I get that. I, I, yeah, I will admit they do it. They do it kind of quickly, though. It was so fast. Mm-hmm. I was like, so they fast. said one thing in Hindi and then the English. I was like, wait. Yeah. But that's I why I had to watch it a second time. That, actually, <laughs> I was about to text you, but I was like, I, you know, maybe I'll save this for the podcast because I'm like, is this an actual common thing, like in the actual, like in actual India, or is this like a movie thing? But it would make more sense if this is common, oh, like no, it's real common. thing. No, like yeah. I personally do it, and they didn't, they didn't like subtitle the English either. So yeah, like they it didn't. just so disappeared. They spoke in English, it was just. They spoke in yeah. English. Sometimes they did, though, because there's some points where they said yes. the exact subtitle in English. If there was a word in the middle of the sentence that was English, they would put it. But if it was a whole sentence in English, it just wasn't subtitled. So, like, I would yeah. be like, oh, where'd it go? And then I would my brain would realize that, it, oh, that was English. So, you know, actually, as a person who watches Hindi movies, that's not something that I noticed myself doing. Like, you know how you Mm. mentioned, like, you always have to train yourself to go back to English. Like, for me, it was just Mm. such an easy transition because, like, I hear it all the time. But I didn't realize it would be, like, more of a problem for someone who's, like, new to the language. You grew up with the language, right? Yeah. So. I grew up with the Mm. language, but I don't know how to write it. And I don't know how to read it. I can just speak it. Right. Well, that's kind of like my grandma. She is from Germany. She grew up there. She spent most of her, like young adult life there and then she moved to america and so when she speaks a lot of the time it's in broken german and english and even though i don't i would not consider myself fluent in german but i've heard her speak it so much that i pretty much know what she's saying but she switches back and forth between german and english like nothing so like i'm used to that but it's it's a language that i was around and that i heard so that makes Mm -hmm. sense that you wouldn't have a problem with that because you know like you're so used to the switch and by the end of the movie i was getting the hang of it but if at first i was like i need to go back i didn't hear what they said that first 10 to 15 (laughs) minutes i was kind of like what um that Mm -hmm. might be just like a bilingual thing maybe and that's why like especially with studying another language i have to 
I, I don't know if they tell you that or not, because that's the point where I have to get like when I'm learning the language, I want to try to get to the point where I don't have to rely of going back to English to see if I understand it. And I can just hear the original language and be able to understand it. So that also is taking a while, not to mention that I always stop back and forth and I'm trying to do like three at once on my own time. But you know, what three are you doing? Well, my main focus right now, because I've been studying it for so long is Korean, but like, I would like to know Mm -hmm. Japanese a little bit and I always wanted to. That one's a little bit harder because when they start getting to the kanji um, characters, I'm kind of because it's Chinese characters, but like pronounced like in Jap. Yeah, that that still confuses me and kind of want to go back to try to learn Spanish again, even though I feel like high school kind of like not turn me off to Spanish, but like especially mm-hmm. where I live like in being in Florida, Florida, you know, you we have a lot of Hispanics here and I know in my old job, like when we have Spanish, like guests come in, like I always wanted to try to like speak to them in Spanish so they understood, but like I barely know anything. So right. it's just stuff Spanish like that. Spanish would definitely be the most useful here, I think. Yeah. Um, just because it's Spanish so common. Is, yeah, it's on my list too. Sorry, go ahead. You, you're good. I was just going to say a lot of places um, will even pay you more at your job if you can speak Spanish because you can accommodate more people. Mm. So because it's so common here. Yeah. Like you would think Spanish should be my second that I want to learn. But just because, like I said, I've been studying Korean for so long and I feel like I've learned so much. I don't want to lose what I've learned. So I'm nowhere comfortable with speaking it, but like I can read it pretty well. And I hear I can understand like the individual words a little bit better, but I can't translate it that quickly. So... I just don't want to lose my progress. Pretty good position to be in. Yeah, I still have a long way to go. Like if I'm probably at like first grade level, if I'm being honest, but it's better than nothing. For us, that would be considered intermediate, though, because you're not beginner. No, I'd say I'm probably between like advanced beginner and like intermediate. Like I still have trouble trying to... um, form sentences on my own but i know i pretty much know the basic sentences now and i know a couple complex sentences but like you try to talk to me in a paragraph and you lose me so anything more than like three consecutive sentences i'm kind of like okay wait keep it short and sweet (laughs) and one slow down because like i feel like every other language besides english speaks so fast so that's another thing too Mm -hmm. i'm not used to the fast pace. But right. I don't know if that's because I'm a native English speaker. I think we speak slow and we might actually speak fast. Like if there's mm-hmm. anyone that's listening to us who's not that strong in English might think now that I'm speaking pretty fast, but I don't think I am. It's just I mean, one of those they things. They say English is the hardest language to learn, but I think that's yeah. because of all of like the double meaning words. You know and what the I mean? Structure like, of there's it. like three words that's exactly the same that all mean different things. They're there there and there. Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> one like the range of words is like really big, but English itself, I don't know. Yeah, English itself is pretty tough. And then when you kick in like the slang words, it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. <laughs> like when I speak to people that don't understand English that well, I have to remember, like, I don't realize I speak in so much slang than I actually do. So I have to catch myself there. Mm-hmm. And especially just like, I don't know if I ever told you this in the feast, but I remember one time working at the library and um, these two girls made like, you know, a reservation for one of the study rooms, study things that we had. So I was like, OK, did you like book a 
session in the study rooms and they didn't understand what I meant when I said book the room. So that also is kind of slang in itself. But how else would you make that? Oh, you would probably just say, did you make a reservation? Yeah. Yeah. Reserve. Yeah. Okay. That's true. That's that's something that you have to like think about to catch yourself. Because they were getting confused. They thought I meant like the actual books like behind Mm. me. So they didn't know what I meant by like, oh, you booked like a you booked time for the study room. I forgot what they called it. I can see why that would be confusing. It's like I'm here for a study room. Why is she asking me about books? (laughs) Why? Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. It took me a while. Oh, all right. So going back to the main point, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to give a lesson. short synopsis. Well, I mean, it all goes off the movie, uh, though. Huh? No, Macy's like off with our language discourse. I'm like, but it still goes because we're talking about an international movie. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. So yeah, we had a point there. We're just bad at tangents. <laughs> yeah, we are. We go on like 10 minutes. Tangents, to 15 minute tangents are what make conversations fun, guys. OK, right. so the more the merrier. What keeps them interesting? Yes. Before we do any more new groups, I felt like it'd be appropriate to kind of do like a catch up on the groups we already did to see like where they are now, where we left off, like after Mm -hmm. we played the game, things like that. So, yeah, because we always start each one of those episodes with a little bit of research on the groups and except for BTS, which I kind of feel bad for. (laughs) And I'm like, I mean, I feel like in my hearts of heart, everyone knows them, but like sometimes not everyone does. And I also feel like the reason that was our first episode. So we really hadn't gotten in our our groove of what we wanted to do with it. That's true. So they just have so much music. That was like four episodes long, just getting through the songs, like not messing around with anything. Yeah, technically five. So like that's a lot of content (laughs) to get through. And I don't know if spending 30 minutes talking about just them in general when most people know who they are especially if they're listening to an episode about them i don't know and we talk about them all the time so like we get things you know i don't think it was as necessary with them but i didn't think so either i just wasn't sure because i felt bad because we didn't do our little introduction of like oh here's the members here's their names the company Mm. they're from how they built their company because we all know they built high but don't argue with me on that because we all know (laughs) it's true Yeah. Things like that, so mm-hmm. it's fine. Because technically, we talked about all the members when we talked about our uh, concert experience, and then we've Did talked we talked about that? the. You know, I haven't listened to yeah. like early, early episodes in a while, like. Because when I did the 2021 recap, it was only episodes we put out in 2021 and it pretty much started with the BTS game. So like the ones before that, I kind of haven't listened to. I'm kind of afraid to listen to because. Yeah, I mean, we didn't talk about like we didn't go in depth with each person, but I know for a fact we said each person's name and then we we filmed like a like a. Uh, extra thing to put in because we didn't talk about I don't remember which person it was now but we didn't talk about one person I think it may have been Jin we didn't talk about him a whole lot so we recorded like a snippet and put it in there Um, but yeah I think we tried to talk about each member I mean further stages though we didn't talk about like 
like the other yeah, groups no, like I their know, start and they stuff would have heard each person's name that's true and like we, that's what i said like we didn't we didn't go in depth with each person but we we talked about each person like their name and stuff and, and, and like macy also says we also talk about them a lot outside yeah, the game just, i'm pretty I, sure there's I feel like, like every episode we do there's it, if bts isn't mentioned at least once it's not an i was thinking episode i'm sorry but and it's usually me that breaks it up so and we have like what we have two episodes just dedicated on their B album and me and Brianna has like an almost three hour <laughs> episode yeah. on the There's concert. He has content on this channel. So like, yeah, and I said that <laughs> like literally, I think in the trailer before we even started making episodes, I was like, if I bring up the three letters, BTS, um, you know, you're just going to get used to it. Just accept it. It's just just accept it at this here. point. <laughs> I can't help it. So anyway, I, needless to say, I think we've talked about them plenty. Anything okay. we I talk want, about more, it's just going to be extra. So. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. But yes. Good. On September 24th, um, BTS released a collaboration song with the famous British band Coldplay. Um, the song was also reached number one on Billboard yeah. Hot 100, and it was Coldplay's first song to hit the Hot 100 since 2008. So since 2008, they haven't had a song reached American Hot 100 mm-hmm. number one. So they literally play this song at my work all the time. Oh, do and they I get really? So excited? Yeah, I yeah. get so excited. You know, I actually don't hear Universe that much out in public surprisingly one time i went out this is an older song i was i think the macy store in my area was closing down and we were shopping you know like the last minute um giveaway like get it now Mm -hmm. before we're gone and i heard wasted on me playing played in the store oh yeah so yesterday there's there's three songs that i've heard that are k-pop related it was universe they play tft's magic a lot at my work really yeah. It is all and in English, though. So that's the prize. Yes. I understand that. And yeah. I heard a Jackson Wang song yesterday. Really? The, <laughs> Did you get excited? Um, Let Me Love You or whatever. It's, I'm forgetting. You know, that is a good retail song, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So I was so excited. I'm like, why does this person sound familiar? And then I like stopped what I was doing. I'm like, this is Jackson Wang <laughs> playing in my work. Don't, right you, don't you love that? Like, sometimes we got to stop and like yeah. look around. You know, that happened to me one time too in college. I was at a YMCA that we were able to use for um, free because it was associated with the college. And I was working out and I think I stopped my music. And all of a sudden I could have sworn I heard fake love being played and i was like wait a minute my phone's not playing and i took out my headphones and they were playing fake love at the ymca i know impressive (laughs) that is impressive i was also in orlando so so like there must be an army because fake love and like you know there's no english version of fake love so it's like who who is the secret army here Mm -hmm. i see the they're you know they're easy to point out if you if you know what you're looking for right as far as we're everywhere our work goes like I'm pretty sure all our music is done by corporate, though. So there's nobody because there is, you know, people who know BTS that I work with, but they don't have anything to do with what music is playing. Right. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I was very surprised by the Jackson song because I heard his voice and I'm like, that sounds like Jackson Wayne, but there's no way it is. Right. So I yeah, stopped. Yeah, that's cool that they're also playing like other K-pop groups or less like, mm-hmm. I mean, Jack, yeah. I don't think Jackson would be considered K-pop anymore, but still. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely turning into more mainstream but he, that's where he started from so i just like hearing him doing the crossover stuff that's really cool 
like the laws. I don't know how mm. COVID's going over Europe, so I'm not sure if this is going to get postponed or not. But we have okay. until May. What is what? Three months away? Yeah. <laughs> I should know this. May, that that's when I'll be turning the big, the big oh. two five. A couple months for me, and I don't feel any different. So I probably won't either. But like, it's just—it's just the mental thing. Like, I still don't feel like—I don't even feel like I'm 24. I still feel like I'm like 16. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, 25 guys. But that's it for you, Guillaume. So hopefully (laughs) it goes well. I'm not sure if it's like a concert, concert, or just like a fan meetup, or like if it's gonna be with other people. But look out Mm -hmm. for Guillaume meets Germany. Lucky Germany. Right? <laughs> Can you do a Yu-Gi-Oh meets Florida? Right? Just Please. Florida. <laughs> we don't get anything good. Come on. <laughs> I'm so upset that I have to miss one us in a couple yeah. weeks. Mm-hmm. If I didn't start my new job, I'd be there in a heartbeat, but I can't go see them because they'll be in Orlando on the 22nd. Probably either around the time this episode comes out or after, but I'm missing one us. And I already Wait, missed ATs. Go see Eric Nam. That'll be fun. Yeah, that will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I am too. Hopefully, we'll do an episode on that. I'm not sure if it'll be like concert and the game because I know we wanted to play the game mm. with him also, or if it'll just be talk about the concert. And we'll get Bran on that as well because she's also going to be there. So, yeah. see, he seems to be having a fun time for what I can He's see from so the pictures. Funny. Anytime <laughs> I see him talking about anything. Oh my gosh. Because I see clips of him at his concerts all the time on TikTok. Mm-hmm. He's he's basically, um, it's basically a stand-up comedian that also sings. <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much what an Eric Knopf concert is. It's basically you're just going there for a stand-up comedian who occasionally mm-hmm. dances and sings like every like 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. No, I'm literally looking forward to it. Okay. But that is all the members of GOT7. Yay. Um, I'm just going to say this now. I'm sorry in advance if I butcher the Korean <laughs> language like I've been doing. I'm trying. And also just because this is in a um, language that, I mean, the three of us watched Korean, you know, shows, but like we discussed when we did the Bollywood one, some things could be lost in translation. So we are like, as far mm-hmm. as our understanding going off of like the English translations and maybe some understanding of some Korean words we know um just in case we talk about something and it was like mistranslated or wasn't translated correctly I just felt like I should say that so Mm -hmm. yeah be warned (laughs) yeah be warned warned. (laughs) and I'm gonna be doing a lot of talking again y'all know how that goes it's okay it makes for great content my stumbling makes for great content thanks Nafis that's not what I said (laughs) I said our rants lead to other conversations which leads to great content (laughs) yeah it's all jokes it's all jokes it's all love here Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay okay so the film adaptation was directed and written by park hyunjin um and I'm going to go ahead and talk about the cast so Jung Ji-woo is played by So Hyun um or so Joo Hyun, who I didn't know this, K-pop fans don't come for me, is a member of Girls' Generation. <laughs> so 
oh, she did look super familiar, but I did yeah. not know that. <laughs> I'm like, why have I seen her before? <laughs> you might have seen her in an old Girls Generation music video. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I definitely did not recognize her, but I also haven't watched a lot of Girls Generation like music videos, music videos. or songs. Yeah. So that's why I said K-pop fans, especially second gen, don't come for me. <laughs> I actually didn't recognize her. Until um, I read the description. I'm like, oh, how, how many, okay. How many yeah. are in Girls' Generation? Isn't there like nine of them? There's or nine of them? them? There's quite um, a few. I mean, I don't, I didn't, I don't know much about them. I just knew that I had seen her before, but I didn't put the pieces together because I don't really follow Girls' Generation or know their names or anything, so. I only know Taeyeon, no. and that's just because she still makes music, so. Mm-hmm. Mm. But... Yes. So that's our lead actress. Um, Jung Ji-hoo is played by June or Lee Jin-yong, who I guess is also another idol. He was a member of the boy band U-Kiss. And I know U-Kiss is a little bit older. So we had mm-hmm. two former idol leads in this movie, guys. Mm-hmm. Again, did not know he was an idol either. <laughs> I didn't know that either. And I haven't heard of that group. Um, yeah. I've heard of that group. Um, I don't, I couldn't tell you a song. I just know when I used to listen to Eric Nam's, um, podcast, he had a friend named Kevin, who I guess was also a member in You Kiss that came on a lot. So that's the only reason I know about that group. Oh, okay. Right. Um, I was going to bring up, do you think, I know they're both like kind of not performing anymore, but do you think this would be, I feel like this would be kind of a risky role for an idol to take. Like a current idol? Yeah. That's true. Actually. I didn't think about that. Like, because it's a more taboo subject, do you think it's riskier for their careers and their, like, images as an idol? Yeah, yeah especially the ways idols are, like, marketed mm-hmm. as well. Like, they it definitely are sexualized, but not in that manner. Like, is, And isn't that weird? Like, they're sexualized, but then, like, they're not mm-hmm. sexualized. Like, if you embrace their sexualization... Like, you don't <laughs> talk about it. Like, they're, they're innocent. They can't date. They're innocent. But we're going to sexualize them anyway and show their bodies off and whatnot. But they can't have relationships or actual sex. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Look at you, Macy. So. <laughs> we break in the code. Because that's, a, that's right. a true point. That's very mm-hmm. valid. So I don't know. And I, you would have to think, like, what type of idols. Obviously, it has to be the older idols because, you know, idols being dated debuted now are a lot mm-hmm. younger so you have to think the ones that are around our age and like the third and second generation groups mm-hmm. but like also mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of those groups have older fans like us so maybe it wouldn't have been that bad i really don't know right. i couldn't tell like, you as an example like Jin Young, he's an idol that is still kind of active even though their group disbanded and he's acting, if he had taken a role like this, do you think it would have affected his, like, GOT7 fan base at all? Well, do you think he would? Because you're more of, like, an Agase than I am, so... I wouldn't affect my perception of him, but I don't know about the rest of the fandom. True. And that'd also be, like, what... The difference between international fans and Korean fans, too, you have to think. But I also don't like... I don't like the stereotype that they can't have relationships either. You know what I mean? So yeah. I personally know it would not affect my thought, but I know that I feel like 
K-pop idols can get in controversy at the drop of a hat. So like, <laughs> I think it, I think yeah. I, if I were him, I wouldn't take that risk. I get that. It probably is better since they're both kind of like they've been acting more. They're mm-hmm. a little bit older that they don't really have to think. I mean, I feel like it was still a risk either way. But yeah. if they were still active in their groups, I see where you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because idols, I know for a fact, idols and like actors are treated completely differently over there. So like actors, people don't really care about all the stuff you just said, but idols, they Mm -hmm. do. Why? I don't know. They just do. Right. I mean, it's a risk. It's a risk for any actor, too, though, because once you play a certain role, I feel like a lot of times, like the really popular actresses and actors you see, they get roped into a certain type of character and you don't necessarily Mm -hmm. want to like limit yourself to like, oh, this is the character I play. I can only play that type of character. So I feel like taking on such a taboo subject in society can limit you. It can be a risk no matter who you are. But. Yeah, I mean, just look at, I feel like you could say that like actors here, like look at Tobey Maguire. I feel like people still see him Spider-Man. I mean, it doesn't help. Mm-hmm. He just played it's Spider-Man a, yeah, recently, it's like but face it's now. like you, pay, like, that's who yeah, you play like such a major role. No one is going to see you besides that role. Mm-hmm. You're always going to be compared yeah. to that one. So like, I feel like it's a risk because now they're always going to be compared to this role because it's probably I the mean, most. I actually really don't feel like it, especially I don't feel like this movie is big enough for that. Yeah. Um, it has gotten attraction, think- but I don't think it's as popular to where they have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our minds kind of just like. I don't know. I don't feel like. I think if this was a show, it probably would have had a more negative effect on them. But since it's just mm-hmm. a movie, mm-hmm. I I don't think so. I hope it doesn't. But I'm just, you know, yeah. it is a question that I thought of. I'm like, is this going to affect future casting for them? And honestly, I haven't really seen that many bad reviews on this movie. Like when I was doing mm-hmm. my research, a lot of people actually really like it. And it's actually gotten yeah. pretty good like reviews. Mm-hmm. as far as ratings and everything so it's well done in my opinion it is so i don't think they really have to worry about that personally if mm-hmm. it was if it was viewed more negatively then yeah i could see that but as far as just me observing the reviews seeing like i haven't read any like too many articles about people's opinions but so far i haven't really heard anything too bad about this mm-hmm. so if anything it seems like more people are open to these type of subjects being talked about in like right. tv shows and movies so but yeah um jew <laughs> brings up the fact once the like boss said all that like they maxed out the company's credit card as well as an issue that they're having with a YouTuber for the channel that I guess they want to try to have come on there as like a guest. Um, mm-hmm. And then her boss immediately becomes like defensive, goes in the attack of like accusing her of bringing the mood down. Um, he, the YouTuber that she just mentioned has a lot of subscribers. She just doesn't personally like him. But I mean, she mm-hmm. also brings up the good point that like it may not be smart to have someone who's homophobic on an educational show. Um, yeah. And then Ju steps up and tells him to think about the risk factor and the benefits of having the YouTuber for the channel. And the boss goes back on like a rant of how Ju needs to be more like him. Um, if she was more polite and talked with a smile, <laughs> she wouldn't be killing the uh, office. I knew you were going to have something to 
to say about that. Being nice and cute can get you a long way and having a teamwork and having teamwork is what keeps a nice work environment, which is hard when there's so many women working in the office. So thoughts, guys. No, let's hear if your you thoughts. To smile, I immediately hate you. I immediately want to punch him when I saw him say work with a smile. <sighs> Any woman can understand this. my pain when anybody, yeah. especially men, tell you that you need to smile more because you're more approachable. I Nafis knows this. I went on a whole rant when a man told me this right. at my old job. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm not doing anything to you. Mind your damn business. You're lucky I'm trying to help you because I want to keep this job because I need to make money. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I hate that phrase so much. <laughs> I hate I hate when people tell me I need to smile right. for them and or it, if I smile went. I'll be more like approachable right. and people I mean, would want to talk to me more. But that's yeah. the goal though. You don't want to be more approachable. <laughs> exactly. Please don't talk to me. But I think it it wouldn't be as annoying if it was equally distributed because I do agree with like if I'm trying to like go up to someone to help them in like a retail environment I do find that smiling helps and like eye contact there are certain like there are certain social cues that you give to people to show that you're willing to help them but don't tell me to do it because I immediately don't want to do it and if you're going to tell people to do it you need to tell it equally like the whole mindset of like women should just be quieter and smile and look pretty and you'll get more done is so stupid (laughs) Yeah. That's just my mo- my that's my main annoyance with that whole thing is just because it's mostly is directed to women of like telling them, mm-hmm. you know, basically everything Macy you just act said. Act and look a certain way. Yes, or you won't get anything where men can just do whatever the heck they want. Not they can't, but they it's portrayed that way. <laughs> and sometimes it's mostly applied for like we have to do this if we want the male attention, as if that's mm-hmm. just our goal in life. It's just to only please men so which is not and then his whole rant also about like complaining how he works with a bunch of women Mm -hmm. as if women are incapable of doing their job or because there's so many women there he's basically implying like women have so many emotions that like he just can't keep up or like it makes it unpleasant to work Mm -hmm. there I mean, he could move to a different I job. Mean, he could. Nice but him. He, you're the odd one out here. Maybe you should leave. <laughs> Plus, we also don't right. know his salary, not to also bring that up. So he could be making more than everybody, and that's why he's not mm. leaving. He probably Especially is. Especially the women there. he's like the, the manager, right? Yeah. Uh, so. Online, I said if he was like the team lead, but he's basically like mm. the manager. I'm assuming he's like the head of mostly everyone there in the department, so... Which automatically makes him think that he's better than everyone else because he's got a better yeah. title. Because, like, you you see it, too, if you watch the movie, his reaction when he is talking to Jiwoo. And then if Jiwoo says something, how his mood also automatically changes because he's mm-hmm. like, oh, listen mm-hmm. to the man. Like, he knows what he's saying. So, yeah. yeah, I think he also has a particular issue with her because she is a stronger woman who refuses to just do what she's told so like he she rivals what he is telling her to do so it just makes him want to conform her more because then like you saw how he changed when um jill was like oh you better watch what you're saying to them because telling the acute and stuff that can be considered sexual harassment and he's like you know i was i was testing you you um did a good job yeah i'm just making sure and i was like yeah sure you were buddy but anyway, sure. 
Hi, and welcome back to I Was Thinking. My name is Nafis. And I'm Simone. And welcome back, guys. Yeah. Uh, as you can tell from the tone of our voices, it's been a week. Well, it's been a couple weeks, but it's just been... Yeah, a couple of weeks. I'm so tired. How are you, Simone? I'm I'm not good. I'm not gonna lie. Aw, talk to us. It's bad out here, guys. I'm not even tired, like, physically tired. I'm just mentally drained mm-hmm. from a lot, personally, and just... Yeah, just a lot going on. A lot going on. People are rude. People are rude. And I try to oh, be like, definitely. yeah, and I try to be like the benefit of the doubt. Like, oh, you know, not no. People are rude. People are mean. If there's a study out there of like what type of kicks people get out of just being like the worst, please send it to me because I really like to study up more on this because I still don't understand. <laughs> like common yeah. decency and common sense has been lost on us. I agree. I'm noticing that more and more. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and especially when I'm not even being rude back. I only be rude back when you're like giving that energy to me. And I don't like being rude back. Am I the only person who like feels bad when I'm rude to people? Um, I feel bad when I'm rude to people only if I'm the one to initiate it. But if someone's being rude and then I'm just matching it, then no, I don't feel that bad. Mm, that must be nice. Maybe I need to get more like that. But I just, I don't like feeling like that. It just makes me feel like sick. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I, no, I understand. But typically though, when I get in that type of mood, it's like after I've run out of patience from dealing with people's BS. So it's just like, what do you do at that point? The best you can do is like say a sarcastic comment instead of cursing them out, you know? I don't know. I just, I really need to get out of like a customer service based type job. What would that be? I don't know anymore. Does it even matter anymore? I feel like the world is burning. Yeah. Climate change is real. <laughs> Climate. Anywho, so today we're just going to be <laughs> Sorry, I try not on. to be like this, but like, like I said, it's been. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so today's podcast is just basically going to be us rambling and talking about our woes, really. Yeah. I mean, how else can we describe it? <laughs> I just feel like I'm just going to do a lot of sighing this episode. Mm-hmm. Not my usual cheerful self, but when we get back to our other topics, hopefully I'll be better. I'm not yeah, good at hopefully. hiding my expressions or feelings, so. That's a good thing. Is it, though? But, yeah. Overall, from all avenues, it is a struggle. <laughs> it's basically a struggle. Life yeah, is a struggle. Except for, like, the 1%. They'll, they'll be okay. They're the ones that are killing us the most, but we won't get into that. It's another topic for another day. Another topic for... Sometimes, like, when we do the podcast, I'm like, how deep do I want to get into my, like discussions to where I'm like, small should I say that? Should I not say that? Am I making sense if I try to say this? And like, sometimes I don't want to get too deep because I'm not educated on everything. So it's not like I'm yeah. afraid to sound like an idiot, but like, I don't like on to- talking about things I am not 100% educated on. So mm-hmm. I'm not here to try to spread false information. 
Right. But it's nice to like get different perspectives on things. But sometimes it's like, well, we're all talking this out, but like, how are we going to change things? You know? Exactly. I feel like everything we went through in 2020s kind of just like got brushed under the rug, you know, still haven't really mm-hmm. gotten past like COVID, <laughs> even though we're opening everything back up at this point. We've been opened everything back up. <laughs> well, Florida, yes, because Florida don't give a shit, but the rest of the country. Yeah. Speaking of Florida, I was looking at our stats. Do you know that episode of I of us talking about living here in Florida is like one of in the top fives? I don't remember really? what I said, but I'm like, why are people listening to this specific one? That was like, what, the second or third episode we recorded? Like mm-hmm. early on, I'm just, I'm just surprised every time I look. I'm like, really? Florida's not that great. I mean, it's a great episode. We did, we did a lot of trash talking. I don't remember what I said. I don't even uh, think I talked that much trash, did I? Um, honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember either, and I'm too afraid to go back and listen. It's like, how honest were we? Not that beginning? honest. <laughs> I can tell you right now. I I think I talked yeah. about the nature more. I I'm true or like I'm true to what I said about the nature. The people, no. <laughs> I feel like the the further away you get a like you go from the city, the worse it is. Like in Orlando, you'll find some really nice hospital people because it's like all Disney magic here. But like when you move away from that, it's like a little bit rougher. Well, I wouldn't say that Disney's going through some things with that. Um, don't say gay bill. So I think the magic is finally mm. crumbling. You and Disney. What? <laughs> it's just so funny how riled up you get when we talk about Disney. Because just the way, you know what? Let me not say this. This is one of the things where I'm like, should I say this publicly or keep it to myself? I might have to keep this to Mm. myself. I'll wait till I make money from this if I want to get into it or not. But right now, I'm a nobody. (laughs) But like, is that a good, is that better though? Mm, Nah, because I don't need people to be digging up this if I do become famous, even though I don't want to be famous. This is what happens when we don't have a topic, guys. An existential crisis within an existential crisis. That's my everyday <laughs> life, basically. Having crisis within yeah. a crisis within a crisis. Mm-hmm. It's like those Russian dolls. That's how my like anxiety right. works, basically. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, Florida is a oh. weird like, it's a weird mix of like that Southern mentality mixed with city mentality mixed with like yeah island mentality like because you know we're off the coast of like a lot of the like bahamas and islands Mm -hmm. and all that so yeah i don't know it's very interesting here yeah we're just you can't get away with you can't not see one like source of american media where like they make fun of florida we really are the laughing stock of America. I mean, they had a whole character on The Good Place. So <laughs> fucking Jason. We, we made it to high high school. We made it to Hollywood, guys. <laughs> and you know what? His character was accurate, so I'm not even mad at it. I am and I'm yeah. not. 
You know, at first, honestly, at first, when you told me that his character was representative of Florida, I was a little bit offended. But then, like, the more I watched him, I'm like, okay, this oh, is... Oh, did you watch The Good Place finally? accurate. Oh, I watched all of it. Oh, okay. Like, a while I didn't know ago. if you ever watched it or not. But yeah, isn't he a good was... representation of us? Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're all that stupid, but, like, fairly close. Fairly close. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes it's not even just Floridians in general. It's a bunch of the snowbirds that we get here. Yeah. If no one knows what a snowbird is, that's what we call people who like live up north, mostly places that snow and they come down here during like the winter months. So like they don't have to deal with the cold weather. So that's Mm -hmm. why they're called snowbirds. I have to say this for people because, you know, I have to remember that everyone that lives here, one, lives in Florida or lives in America. So... Because, you know, we do have some international listeners. Shout out to you guys. Thanks for listening to us, keeping us alive, all that good stuff. (laughs) But mostly also shout out to Florida because, like, our highest listeners are from Florida, surprisingly. So I don't know how y'all be finding us. Exactly. But thank you. Yes, thank you so much. So... Like I said, there's a couple because, you know, sometimes, especially when it pertains to like children's movie, there's a lot of things that people have to say. So um, the first one is basically just about like the puberty talk because this is basically like a puberty movie about May, like growing up and being like her own person. So like I know seeing online there was like a lot of weird discussions talking about like how they brought up pads because like when she first turns into the panda you obviously can tell this is about her getting her period for the first time she's a 13 year old girl so it was just really weird Mm -hmm. to me like how there's just all these like negative discussions about like the movie talking about may getting her period i mean like this is something that happens in real life and especially if you're a parent and parent of a woman who has uteruses we all get our periods mm-hmm. like basic biology yeah. needs to be taught better in school guys come on now yeah, I, don't, I don't really understand why it's such like a taboo topic like it it affects 50 percent mm-hmm. of the population and the other 50 percent right. should know about it because it's you know eventually at some point probably going to affect them too or their partner or whatever you know like you're gonna eat whether you are in a relationship with someone who has one or you are related to someone who has one or you have a child that has one like it's it's gonna affect you at some point in your life exactly it's not something that should be held a secret because especially like this like you know we don't ask for this (laughs) if i could like not have a period i would not want it Mm -hmm. but it's something as women we have to deal with and make sure we're dealing with it healthy wise too. I think most people would choose not to. It's part of why the population continues to grow. So like, <laughs> so it's, I don't know. I think people think that it's it's taboo and yeah. it's it, people think that it's like quote unquote gross or whatever. And like, they don't want to talk about it. And like, mm-hmm. you should just deal with it on your own. But like, what about the girls that don't have the proper Education. like, parental background to teach them that you know like whether it's your parents or the school system teaching you about this thing that you're gonna have to go through like there's got to be some education on it and if if a pixar movie can teach one little girl that it's okay to have this thing then they've succeeded (laughs) but they didn't really go 
into it per se, <laughs> like don't. the details of it. Yeah. No, but like that's fine because like at the end of the day, this still is like a child's movie, but they still brought it up like it's a normal thing, mm-hmm. which it is. So I think it's more about like the emotional thing and then like the I mean, she is embarrassed by the fact that her mom like brings that stuff to school, <laughs> which oh, by all means, the same but, thing like, she did, I would have ran away. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if they're like showing it. Are they showing it in a good light or not? <laughs> but I think that was just to highlight the overbearingness yeah, of, the of mother. her mother. Yeah. yeah, not necessarily a commentary on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's no problem with bringing it up either because, like you said, this is something normal and like girls her age and some even younger start that mm-hmm. early so like you want to make sure they are properly educated of what is going to happen to them yeah and make sure they're healthy even just, right even just the mention of it in a, like a major production is a is a step in the right direction because even though it's not like a yeah. uh physiological like discussion or like how you would be educated it's just like bringing it up like it's something normal that you can just talk about in passing rather than it being weird I also think like people have this weird like obsession over like being angry about it just because I don't know why we I mean biologically yes but like we associate girls that get their period with like oh they're ready for six now and that's not the case so it's also like this weird sexualization of the children that also makes me upset because that's not acceptable I don't know like it's hard to explain but that's another that's one thing I was kind of taking yeah. away from like the discussion I was seeing. I'm like, you, uh, anyway, I don't know, but this shouldn't be something like we're saying to be embarrassed about or sexualize either, which is weird in itself. Mm-hmm. So the controversy itself was bringing up that topic. Yeah. Like, that was just, the whole just showing that the fact that it was just in a film. It, it was just in it, like showing her she had pads that's stupid sorry <laughs> no, it, it really yeah. is so this forum was full of like what type of people i mean just just about everybody oh okay yeah i i just said that just to say that but it was like men women parents i was gonna say if you were looking at like a um like an asian forum then it would make sense why they think it's taboo because it's still taboo in that area so for them to see that like on a big screen, it's like, oh my gosh, whoa, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. So it makes sense why they had that kind of like reaction. I don't know about that. I know it's mostly like, I feel like white people for me and like the conservative ones that <laughs> I was seeing. So uh, that's interesting. Hmm. Considering all the other type of content content you see exactly on tv this and is P- really and PG movies <laughs> have y'all seen shrek i love shrek shrek is one yeah. of my favorite movies but there's so many like sexual like jokes in that movie and i'm like this is a kid's movie it's not pixar yeah. and it's not disney but still right and there's so many others i could name Right. I think that that's been like forever. Like a lot of adult jokes are hidden in children's movies so that the parents that are forced to watch them uh, can laugh at things. <laughs> I guess. But I always, I also don't always see like, yes, sometimes they're made for kids, but like, I feel like adults can enjoy them too. bring their youth back. And I mean, like PG ones, not like. Yeah. Yeah. No, by all means. I'm just saying, I think that was the original intent is all. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't mean shows like what's that one that's really popular with the children is like Coco Melon or something like that. Like, don't make me watch that. Um, but I could do stuff <laughs> like this and like even some G-rated movies. So it's so funny regarding Coco Melon. Slight tangent. It's like half my kids love it and half my kids hate it. And I'm just like, Coco Melon is not very representative of like a good show. But anyway, that's a different commentary for a different episode. I know nothing about it. I am not around children. So that's just one that I know is popular among kids under 10, oh, right? It's very popular. Yeah. So that's the only example I could bring up. <laughs> I mean, it makes it onto Netflix's um, top 10. So you can imagine how popular it is. Yeah. No one's like our age anymore. No one remembers the Blues Clues or the Door Explorers or things like that. So Yeah. Okay, but anything else we want to talk about that first one? Just the no. personally, I just think just it's the it's weirdness stupid. of the yeah, just that it's stupid. Okay, um, the next one that really stood out to me that I just want to bring out was like, I guess May's and her friend's obsession with Four Town, and like, I guess also just really getting into K-pop. Like, I can sympathize a little bit better because especially when I was younger, like I've said this before, I wasn't really into like boy bands growing up. Mm-hmm. It was definitely like a later reaction, but like still, there's still just like a stigmatism of like fangirls and fangirl like in general when it comes to just like mm-hmm. things women really enjoy. But no one ever says the same thing about men in sports. Right. Or just sports fans in general. When do you ever see a fangirl go destroy a town because their team lost a game? Right. We won't get into that. But sports fans are way more hardcore. (laughs) But like they're young. It's supposed to show them like they're they're still children. They're just excited about something. Why are you diminishing their excitement of something? this This is not the first time where they show that type of obsession though with like a, a group in the movie or are you just talking about a media i'm just talking about in general like in other movies you see like people around that age like be obsessed with some sort of group i guess because people are upset like they're still stigmatizing like i don't know maybe just like the fangirl whole mantra which they're not all like that and maybe because mm. i am older i'm not that crazy even if i was younger that's just me personally i'm not like that but there are like people that I know or like see when I do go to concerts who who just get that excited but it's just totally harmless so that's what I mean the yeah. harmless ones like they're just excited about seeing or hearing stuff that they love yeah at the end of the day it's just music like it's not hurting anybody <laughs> exactly and some of the comments her mom was saying in the movie the gyrating <laughs> I found that I found that comment hilarious it was pretty funny <laughs> the emphasis on gyrating yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, I don't know I just, I just saw it more like I could like now as I'm into I guess my fangirl era I could see it better and just like just let them have fun and even then yeah. I'd just be like if that's not your thing that's just not your thing but like they just want to and plus mm-hmm. it's a bonding experience with her and her friends yeah yeah so I thought it was cute they're not doing like I said it's harmless they're not doing anything I would be more concerned if they're like some people where they're like saying certain stuff online or like being almost stalkerish in a way that's when you're kind of have to be like okay dial it back a little or like we need to talk about this right. but the way they were portrayed I think it was fine. The people who are saying that these girls are like way obsessed with these boys haven't seen BTS stand 
Twitter. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. because they're just, to me, that they're really just into the music and they just want to go to the concert. Like those are their main goals. Yeah. They're not like talking about, you know, their personal lives, like, or like, you know, harassing people about this group or whatever. They're like, literally just, we love these people. We love their music. We want to go to their concert. To me, that that's not like nearly to the point where you see some people like online in in real life because they're not like it's not if they're if the whole movie was about their obsession with four town it would be different but like yeah, they're exactly. just having yeah. fun they're doing other things like um you know like i don't know it's just it doesn't seem that big of a deal to me like may is still very into her grades and stuff like she's not letting her obsession with four town distract her from her real goals and her personal life yeah mm-hmm. She still wants to be like a straight A student. Yeah. All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. I just saw it more as like a healthy balance. Mm-hmm. Personally. Yeah. Me too. Okay. But yeah. And then our last quote unquote controversy. Like I only wrote these down. They're all dumb to me, to be <laughs> honest. But I just thought yeah. like, hey, some more talking points for the movie. And this is the one where I feel like it's the dumbest well, no offense. I feel like it's designed mm-hmm. into cable. I can say this. Like, it's just a bunch of online stuff. So, this is going to be the log one, too. So, this is about who Four Town is based off of. Now, at first, <laughs> oh, okay. Do you know a little bit about this, the face? I, I, no? ha- I have a feeling of where okay. it's going, but. So I remember when before this movie even came out, we were getting pictures of like Four Town. You know, Taeyong obviously is supposed to be Korean. Mm-hmm. And then when you saw like his little background story, a bunch of armies were like, oh my God, the creator must have, you know, based him off of Jimin. He looks just like Jimin. So then an article, I can't find the actual article, but I remember seeing this and reading it. So there was an article came out where the creator, I guess she said she based it off of Big Bang and 2PM. Now I'll talk about my thing at first because um, I don't know a lot about 2PM, so I won't talk about them. But I don't really, I don't know a lot about Big Bang either, but every time I would listen to Big Bang songs or see them, I don't really see it because I feel like Four Towns kind of like that cutesy, like not pretty, yeah, kind of pretty boy band where they're like, they'll take you home to your parents and your parents mm-hmm. will accept them where every time I think of Big Bang, I'm like, all the girls want them, but you wouldn't really want to take them home yeah. to your parents. I, yeah. So no. in that sense... I didn't see it as far as like the way Big Bang was like promoted mm-hmm. as a group. They were promoted more as like the hard, the, the boys, edgy, yeah. the bad boys type. Um, yeah. I know more about 2PM and I would say if anything, it they for town leans way more towards 2PM than they it does do? Big okay. Bang. Okay, yeah. so I could see okay. that. But like even then I wasn't like when I first saw the pictures, I wasn't even thinking K-pop because like, you know, K-pop is based off of American boy bands from here. Mm-hmm. Like, K-pop's very young. It only started in the 90s. And I think, someone correct me if I'm wrong, I think really where you can trace back, like, K-pop, like, the groups we know now, like, what it was derived from, like, maybe 1992. 
maybe like actual 90s but i think 92 but like when i saw them i was thinking of like you know and seeing um backstreet boys boys to men b2k i was gonna say the same thing yeah they gave me more of like a backstreet boys yeah when i initially saw it because i didn't i didn't know anything about this movie until you said it i had no idea what they looked like i had no concept of what anything was happening when i when they first appeared on screen i thought one direction yeah like, you could say one direction <laughs> i was yeah. thinking like even like some well like i said i wasn't into boy groups but like in middle school i was kind of like into this group called mindless behavior i thought of them mm-hmm. so and even mm-hmm. you can throw it back to like the jackson five so mm-hmm. i was thinking more of those along those lines and now articles now kind of say it was based off of 90s um boy bands and America and K-pop. Yeah. And then they do mention like BTS also. So I don't really know which one was correct. I just remember that being a thing. Cause you know how. Yeah. They just, for for me at least, they gave off like want to be your boyfriend vibes. Yes. Where I don't get yeah. that from K-pop. <laughs> at least not the groups yeah. I listen to. Like the kind of more basic cheesy lyrics of just like, I'll be this person to you, you know, kind of thing. Like. I, don't I know. get that from some K-pop groups that I listen I, to. I, I mean, every once in a while, a song will be like that. But for the most part, I don't get that vibe. I think um, they were more like that in second gen than they are now. But yes, yes. If anything, second gen K-pop more so than anything. Yes. And I think I, the director is yeah. pretty young. I think she's in her early 30s. So like, I understand that too. But like, right. I was thinking, like when I first even read that, I'm like, I'm not even thinking K-pop. I'm honestly not even thinking BTS. I'm thinking like American boy groups mm-hmm. of the ones I just mentioned. And I guess we'll yeah. throw One Direction in there, even though they're not American, but still. They're, right. You know. Yeah, yeah they, they give off the boyfriend vibes, though, for sure. <laughs> or like even Jonas yeah. Brothers. I thought of the Jonas Brothers yeah. a little bit. It works. No, for me, it was definitely like 90s, 90s boy bands. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Especially I, the way the tune is, too, of like the songs. Yes. It's definitely very 90s. Yeah. The song and the vibe of everything, I definitely would stray away from modern day K-pop. However, I do admit that the Asian character does look a little bit like Jimin. Like if, you, like if you're going to make... say it too. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It's just like the, just the, the, the smoldering look and the blonde hair and just uh, there are. I can see how armies would be like, oh, my gosh, he's just like modeled after him. I don't necessarily agree with the fact that he's modeled off of him, but there are comparisons that you can make there. Yeah, for sure. So I, I'm not going to deny that. Oh, <laughs> well, I won't either. Because when I first saw that too, I'm like, oh my god, that would look like what Jimin would look like when he's animated. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, although he hasn't been blonde in a while though, but I like the black hair on I him. I feel like the blonde is mm-hmm. like kind of like an iconic moment. Look like when him. you think yeah. of Jimin, and you might not necessarily be into it. Like that would be the image that you would think of. So yes, but I just want to to bring that up so it was just really the clash of that so mm-hmm. i mostly thought of the gr- the boy groups that i named earlier so yeah the, the overall just, vibe the overall the group, vibe. definitely yeah it's just they're all just based off of different basically i feel like boy bands throughout the decades that what we grew up with Right. I think people who don't actually listen to K-pop BTS specifically would think that this is what they're like if they had never heard any of their stuff. If that makes sense. Like the stereotypical mm. boy band aesthetic. I think that's what they're portraying. But like I don't even go I wouldn't even go through 
my mind doesn't go to K-pop first. Mine goes to the '90s of like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. And even if when I was, right. I'm not old enough to like to have been around to stand them, and I wasn't exposed to their music except for like you know the one or two popular ones. Right, I agree with you, but I'm just saying from if these these critics that are just looking at it from a faraway glance that aren't into this stuff, I feel like K-pop is exploding right now. So yeah. maybe they're they're thinking that it's it's like capitalizing off of the fact that K-pop's exploding right now, even though that's not really what modern day K-pop is like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Um, okay, so my next point is like the decision to embrace the panda versus suppression. So she's really the only person in her family that decided to embrace it fully. Um, if you were in her situation, would you um, embrace it or would you suppress it? And like, why do you think she came to the decision she did? Hmm. <laughs> I think, honestly, I probably would suppress it just because of, like, my personality. It's easier for me to suppress something than to be that expressive. But with her, she had more to gain from keeping the panda than from suppressing it. So I could see why she did that. Yeah, she learned to live with it more than I think probably all the women in her generation really learned, honestly. (laughs) Besides, like, the creator. Right. I think I would tend to agree with you. Nafis on the whole suppression thing only because in a realistic standpoint I don't really love to like show my emotions like on that Mm -hmm. kind of level I think I tend to keep things to myself even though I'm becoming way more expressive with like my outward appearance or what I can say to people I still like my emotions I still kind of keep to myself so unless I just can't you know like um I kind of hate the fact that I, I have cried twice now at work. <laughs> One, Aww. when Lucy died, and two, when my uncle died. So I, and that's not something that I've never done before. I've never cried in front of a coworker. Yeah. So, and I think it's just to, I think it's proving just that how comfortable I do feel with my coworkers, which is a great thing. And mm-hmm. two, that I'm becoming yeah. more comfortable with letting my emotions out, but I'm still not quite all there that I would. I think that I would let my emotions become into a physical beast that would just pop out. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't want to turn into a big, fluffy, eight-foot, giant red panda. I mean, I would be cool with that, but I don't think that's super realistic in our society. (laughs) Not that it's supposed to be realistic, but... I know. um, (laughs) But if it was... Yeah, if it was, I don't know how much that would be accepted. And that, you know, people suck. They would probably, if it was accepted, be like, oh, taboo, she let her panda out. Like, she, she's too emotional. You know, like, our society would I turn guess it you into could that. Kind of, I guess you could kind of compare it to people who are just um, the no filter type of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can kind of compare it to that. Yeah. yeah. But on one extent, though, because even now, like, as I get older, like, I realize a lot of those no filter people were just like, rude and try to use yes. it as a cover yeah. up as being mm-hmm. no filter when that's not yeah, really the case difference. there's a difference between no filter of like accepting yourself like expressing yourself of like who you actually are and then there's just like the no filter of like just being a spiteful person mm-hmm. yeah so if it's the no filter of like maze 
side, then yeah, I mm-hmm. want to be like that. If it's not, then no. Yeah, I think it's yeah. just, it's down to like the being afraid to be vulnerable kind of thing and laying everything mm-hmm. out on the table. Like I'm still kind of the type of person that wants to keep some of my cards hidden. Um, yeah. So it would be very hard for me to just completely release it all like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't answer, so I would probably agree. I was trying to think. I think I would agree with you guys as far as suppressing it, but like I kind of want to start embracing my panda more with the people I trust because mm-hmm. I am kind of the same mm-hmm. thing. Like I don't really show my emotions and like even just like speaking my opinion, I still struggle with that. And I noticed that too, like even with this podcast, like there's some things I want to say and I don't. And like, it's just because I wasn't really taught to do that I don't know how to do it properly so Mm -hmm. like as far as people I don't know like yes I want to be like more myself but like still kind of calm it down just because that's the way I am I still am kind of shy like anxious around people I don't know I'd probably suppress it but as far as like just like with my friends and family I try to I do want to try to embrace my panda more if that makes sense like so I'm still learning like I don't want to make this I don't want to make this too deep, but like one of the reasons I've just realized like recently when I was doing like a professional development for like school, um, like one of the reasons why I'm just so hesitant of speaking my mind of saying like what I want, what I don't want is because of the social like lashback, like backlash that I'd get. Um, Because growing up, like I grew up around the time when 9-11 was like still yeah. fresh. So there was like that Islamophobia that still existed. So we were always taught at home to always, you know, keep your comments to yourself. Make sure you're politically correct when you're saying something. You're not saying something so outlandish that people are just going to look at you like uh, this girl's concerning. So like mm-hmm. I kind of like internalized that. And like just recently I realized that is one of the reasons why I'm not as outspoken as I could be. Um, so yeah, so that's just one of, that just came to mind when you were talking, Simone. Yeah, no, I, I get that. So that makes sense. Mine's more of kind of just like, in the parents, it's like, especially with my mom, it's kind of like, if I wanted to say something, it was like, oh, you're just the child. You don't know anything. You'll know when you grow up, but like never really having discussions with me. Like, well, why I mean, there's some of should that I too, know but... that now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine's more of that. And then, like I said earlier, growing up in like a predominantly like white area she didn't want me to be perceived as like i guess the other black kids of like being like loud and rambunctious and like Mm -hmm. especially like as a woman i guess try to fit more into like what white people will want to see me as to try Mm -hmm. to accept me and that's another thing like i've been seeing discussions about with the whole i really didn't want to bring this up but the whole oscar thing that happened last time i could see those point of views and stuff which no one has still apologized to jada but again we're not going to get into that but i'm just saying things along that line is why i have problems expressing myself and how people are so quick to shut it down where it's Mm -hmm. like you don't know what you're talking about or like if someone says something inventive, like it's just a joke, things along right. that nature. So it, yeah, it really isn't about just like learning how to express yourself. It's the fear of like the backlash you will get. Like, it's not even a question. Like you yeah. are going to get some like backlash from saying things on your mind. So it's just, it's kind of a lose-lose yeah. situation. Like you want to express yourself to a certain extent, but you also don't want to like, you know, mess with like your people's perception of you or like your you know 
your opportunities because people are crazy. And like, if you say the wrong thing, you could ruin an opportunity for yourself. So it's just, we have to tiptoe around each other because of these, these stereotypes that we've put into our own society. (laughs) So like, yeah. So yeah. that's why I said, like, <laughs> society-wise, I suppress it, but, like, I want to embrace mm-hmm. more friends and family. Yeah. So I think people that's I a trust. Good middle ground, yeah. you know, because, unfortunately, it's, like, the whole, like, you have to keep yourself safe. So, like, say what you feel like you can in a public environment to keep yourself safe while still expressing a part of your opinion, and then let it out more so with people that you know that you're safe with no matter what. So... I just want to say, though, if it's like a toxic or like an abusive situation, then definitely speak out. Yeah. Like whether it's at work, at home, whatever, because Mm -hmm. you don't want to go through that agony like every single day. Yeah. Yeah. No one deserves the right to be belittled. Mm -hmm. So. Definitely. And our forever busy, hardworking man, Jackson Wang, apparently is going to have a song on the new Minions movie that I didn't even know they were making or releasing. (laughs) He posted it on his Instagram and I was like, what is this? And I realized like, this is a Minions movie. It's called Minions, The Rise of Gru and it's dropping July 1st. Okay, this might sound stupid of me, but I think I've only ever seen the first like Minions movie. How many are there? Is there not only one Minions movie? I swear there's a second one. Is there? I swear. Yeah. I know there are three Despicable Me movies. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. And there's a Minion movie. Okay, I've seen the first Despicable Me, but I haven't seen anything else. Yeah, there's Despicable Me, there's Despicable Me 2, and there's Despicable Me 3. The second one is like when he meets a girl and becomes like, a sp- I think she's a spy. And she, like, becomes part of the family. And then the third one, I think, is when he, like, basically tries to become a good guy. I've seen all three. I swear I've only seen the first one. Okay. (laughs) And that's really only the only one you need to see, to be honest. I don't remember if I saw the Minions movie. I think I did. I feel like I've seen clips from it, like... It does, isn't it like from like how they evolved? Like it starts off in like yeah, and it's and it's, it it's basically how they meet grew, but it, it like shows like their creation basically mm-hmm. throughout history. I think I saw history. the trailer for it, so I know the premise of the movie, but I didn't actually watch it because it focused on like three main ones. I know one of them is Kevin. Kevin, the tall, <laughs> the tall one's Kevin, name like. is Kevin, <laughs> and I forgot the other ones. And then there's one with just one eye. Mm-hmm. Isn't his name, like, I want to say, like, Bob or something? Girl, I don't remember. <laughs> and I really don't feel it like looking at right about. now. <laughs> <laughs> the Little Minions movie. Look out for Jackson's song. That's going to be part of that official soundtrack. <laughs> that would be the only reason I would watch that movie. <laughs> oh, I mean, you could also just listen to the album. Just yeah. find his song. That man just never, never takes a break. Mm-mm. Working all the time. Right. But yes, and then 14, which is the only song that's actually going to be available on digital because that's their other new song, is called For Youth. Cool. And of course, I can tell that's a new ARMY song because that the For Youth is like in the name of ARMY, mm-hmm. like the acronym. Right. So, adorable representation. Why can I never remember this acronym? Representatives, right? Represent. What did yeah. I say? You said 
He said representation. Yeah. That's the same thing. Re- representatives. Same thing. No, it is not. <laughs> 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 Those are different Ad- words. <laughs> adorable. What? <laughs> I am a bad fan. <laughs> uh, Just throw my army card away. <laughs> no, seriously though, what is it? <laughs> I don't know the whole thing, but you said you said um, representation. It's- but it's representatives. Those are two it's, different it's words. It's adorable <laughs> representative for youth or of youth. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Where's the M? A R. Um, Where's it, the has something to do with music? I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> <laughs> It is adorable representative MC for youth. There we go. <laughs> Forgot the MC. This is like, what is the M? <laughs> that's a lot of just, that's like, but isn't, you know what? Never mind. Yeah. That's it, guys. That's proof. Let me stop talking because I'm rambling and stumbling a lot, but I'm excited. And I already begged everyone if we can talk about it when it comes out. Because we, me and Nafis did it for B. So, of course, we're going to have to do it for this one. And Brianna already said yes. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure we'll do an album review. I don't know if we'll do only just, like, the new songs or all the songs. especially it depends if depends on whether they're remastered or not. That's true. Yeah. But we'll see. So, stay tuned for that. And she... I has already pre-ordered this album, so I'm sure she could talk about CD3. I need to wait. I already told her this too. I was like, listen, everyone and their mothers are going on tour right now. So like, I just have a feeling when this drops, some type of tour is going to be announced. So I need to save accordingly and properly. So I'll get the album later or I can buy it at the venue, but I need to save up. I need to be ready. I'm prepared. Yeah. And also, at the time of this recording, my birthday is on Saturday. Yeah. And I will be the big 25. You get to join the old person club. Welcome. <laughs> what? What you I say? You get to join the old person club. Welcome. Oh my God. I already feel it in my body. Right. I don't think I'm doing anything. I'm sure my dad will like drag me out to at least lunch. Um, so I'm not stuck in the house. But like... You know, I don't know if this is just a man thing, but my dad hasn't, and it's not his fault because usually I don't really ask for anything or like I'm that type of person where like if I have the money and if I want something, I usually buy it for myself. So it's kind of hard to get a gift for me. But like this year I was like, you know what? I want him to actually get me a gift. So I told him like, hey dad, my shoes are very old and the ones I wear to work are basically gonna start having holes in them. Why don't you just give me some new shoes? And he's like, so you don't want the money for the new shoes? I'm like, you always give me the money and I pick out my gifts. I actually want a gift from you this time. And I'm like, he's like, do you trust me with the gift? I'm like, do you trust yourself to give me a gift? He's like, well, I don't, I'm not sure if I know what you like. What if I don't get your style? I'm like, that is the great thing about receipts, father. I can take it back. But it's the thought that counts that you put in the time and effort to get me a gift. Right. And so that's what he did last night. And then he called me and he's like, are you sure you trust me with this? And that's when I reiterate, I'm like, dad, do you not trust yourself 
to pick out a decent gift for me. I'm literally asking for shoes. Black is the safest option to go. <laughs> I already told you my size. And again, if they don't fit, I could return them or exchange them. Exactly. So I'm going through that. But other than that. Well, that's good. Um, and then while he was in that new group, though, is when he came up with his show, his show new stage name, which it it's a it's a play on his name, real name, and it means show you new things. Um, mm. That's pretty then, clever. Yeah, right. And then as far as um, he participates, he is the main dancer. He participates in a lot of their choreo creation, um, and he was on Hit the Stage in 2016. I don't remember what year. Yugiam was on it, but that's Wasn't the same it also show. 2016? It, they, I think they may have competed against each other. Oh, okay. Um, which I believe Yugiam won. Yeah. But he was on the show. And then, like I said earlier, he enlisted in the military July 22 of 2022. <laughs> July 22nd of 2022. Wait. No. 2021, Macy. We're in May. You said 2022? We are in May of 2022. Let me... <laughs> That's why I was my... so confused. This was Hold like, on. wait a minute. <laughs> July has even... <laughs> One month is in. <laughs> That's why I was so confident he went last, either like last year or 2020. I'm like, there is no way. I knew it. <laughs> yep, 2021. Dang it. What's wrong with me? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Okay. It's fine. Remember, time is an illusion, so it's all, it's all good. It was <laughs> That's the, why the I was twenty second messed me up. I wrote twenty two twenty twice. 20. Okay, because I was like, we're in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wouldn't have gone yet if that was the case. <laughs> That's why I thought, has this oh. man been in the military? Yeah, I so thought it was twenty twenty, but I knew it was either. Year. Yes, um, but he's on all the other albums except for this new one. Right. So whether he was participating, probably not, but he's on them, like his voice. Because, yeah, because I remember I was like, I could have sworn the past ones, his vocals are, yeah, his vocals are on there, but I I thought he wasn't promoting with them. That's why I got Mm -hmm. confused. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, mind my, don't mind my misinformation. (laughs) It's okay. You, we corrected it. Mm Mm-hmm. So it would have been really confusing if I posted this in May and you said July of 2022. I'm like, shouldn't he still be in the group with promotions? It's all good. (laughs) A funny mishap. Okay. You ready for the next one? I am ready. Are you ready? Yep. So as you said, this is... I'm (laughs) ready. Gotta bring some Spongebob in there. Your favorite one. Yeah! <laughs> Next album is Fatal Love with the title track Love Killer. Which broke Look the at my eyes. Straight into my eyes and say, once you eat me like a main dish. I don't know who he's, I don't know if he wants me to eat him as a main dish or he wants to eat me as a main dish, but I will sign up for either one. You know what? It's fine. Either, let's go. Right. 
I um, killed me in that music video. I remember Sam was freaking out when that song came on, especially that part. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Mm-hmm. Woo. Okay. So, yes, we will be talking about Proof, which is the anthology album that just came out by BTS celebrating their ninth anniversary. Before we get into the album, I figured I should just talk a little bit about Festa since June is the month that they debut and they always celebrate like the first, I would say two weeks really of June for their debut. And then just happened mm-hmm. to be around the time they dropped the album, which I'm sure was intentional, especially learning the stuff we know now. It's like at first before I was obl- when I was oblivious, I'm like, I was feel like I was going to say so much different stuff. And now the stuff I know now, I'm like, I just see everything so differently. You know, like when you speculate something, but you either choose to ignore it or like it just doesn't catch yeah. up. And then like when something's revealed, like when you're watching a really good TV show. And then like everything's revealed and you just start looking back and, like all the clues were there. Mm-hmm. And I either just ignored yeah. it or I wasn't paying close attention. Hindsight. Right. And you start seeing it. It's like it was right there in your face. Yeah. This whole time. So that's kind of how I've been feeling for the past week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I felt, too. I mean, so. I think- all of us have been like mentally bracing for this for a long time yeah. because the longevity of K-pop groups is kind of speculated. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we knew it was coming and I knew it was coming. I was always prepared, but I think it just happened quicker than I thought or I was expecting it later in the year. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, let's talk a little bit about Festa. Um, then this one was a little different and this should have been my first clue. Cause even when they posted like the little schedule of like what they're going to do each day, I kind of said to myself, I was like, Oh, well, I mean, I also thought it was cause like the album was coming out and like, you know, me, I was even all you'll hear an old podcast episodes. I just kept saying like, Oh, they're going to go on tour. They're going to go on tour. So I thought it was like, maybe they're not holding a concert for Festa that they always did. Cause they're preparing for tour. Oh, how wrong I was. Mm-hmm. How Aww. wrong I was. It's okay. But yes. That's it. So we're going to go ahead and move on with the second song called run bts um it's is run bts on the second cd it's on the second cd right that starts i don't know (laughs) i think so i think yet to come is on the first cd and run bts is on the second one it's the first song that starts off like the cd where the members chose songs that felt like they represent Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. so this song was produced by dem joints for you made us what we are llc and Ghost Loop. And then the writers are Dwayne Abernathy Jr., who is actual um, Dem Joints' his real name, um, RM, Ebenezer, J-Hope, Ghost Lip, Jungkook, Suga, One Eye, Daniel Caesar, Ludwig Lindell, Melanie Joy Fontana, Michael Lindgren, Schultz, and... Feli Ferraro. Dear Lord. It's a lot of <laughs> it was a struggle trying to be like, don't stumble and mispronounce these. 
okay, another controversial thing that I wanted to bring up Uh with this song. So I don't remember if this happened before we did our K-pop highlights or not, but when the track list was released, Macy, before I get into it, do you recognize the name Dem Joints? Because you listen to other Um, K-pop groups. Vaguely. Okay. No, I don't know anything about him or what he also has worked on. I've just heard the name. Yeah, so he's actually a really, like, involved producer. Like, he's worked with a lot of artists. If you do just, like, a quick Google search that I did last night, because I know him through K-pop. I didn't know him about his other work. Three-time nominated. I don't know if he won any Grammys. Um, And it's just some names, like, Western artists that I'll point out that he's worked with. Eminem, Dr. Dre, Kanye, Mm -hmm. Rihanna, Janet Jackson. Those are big names that he has Mm -hmm. helped make songs for. For K-pop, he works a lot with SM, specifically NCT and Mm -hmm. NCT 127. So if you hear a song, I know it's also in um, Shiny's newer song, Don't Call Me, and that new girl group, N-Mix, and a lot Mm -hmm. of NCTs. If you hear a song, start off with the introducing. That's him. Mm. So you've heard his work, yeah, especially us, because sure. we're, you know, we listen to other groups. What they call us on the Internet, Maltese. I'm doing air quotes <laughs> for people who can't see me. <laughs> so when people who know him and I tweeted this on our like podcast mm-hmm. Twitter account, because I was like, out of all the things I have seen being involved in K-pop. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen because people were getting mad that he was involved in the song before we even heard the song because they know he's associated with NCT and these weird fandom wars that I still don't understand. I'm really getting tired of and like over with. And like, I know people were getting mad at him because he quoted someone who was like, I forgot what the tweet said, but he like basically clapped back. And I know some people were like, why are you clapping back in an account that was just made today? I'm like, you really think someone who's being attacked for no goddamn reason is gonna take the time, look in their account, be like, oh, this must be a troll. They just made it today. Like, no, I'm going to answer you right. back. Like, it was so I'm, stupid. I'm sorry, but like, he, well, first of all, regardless of who he's worked with before, he is, a, I'm assuming, a producer. Yes. Or a writer. Both. So like, he, he has no claim to one specific group. He's worked with all these other artists, including NCT. So now it's a problem that he's working with another K-pop group. Well, specifically BTS. I know like I was seeing some tweets where they're like, they better not hear. Like, you know how I just did his producer tag Mm. a while ago, like hear that on the song. And now that the song's released, now this is one of the most like talked about songs I've heard, I've seen. And I'm like, okay. I mean, obviously he's good. If you like him doing other songs, why wouldn't you want to spread that that talent elsewhere? Because <laughs> I just thought it was so dumb. I'm not gonna understand that. So I'm I guess not either. I just thought it was dumb. He's a grown ass man, but like I felt he's bad, captain, and I was he's like, "He's gonna make his bank if he has an opportunity to work with BTS. Thank you. Why would he this not do that?" This is his job. This is his <laughs> job, and he did a pretty good damn job at it. So yeah, he has no obligation to stick with one person or group unless he's under a contract and obviously he's not so that's dumb and it's just fun it's just funny to me how the tip like how the conversation turned once the song was released Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah i'm not so like get over it (laughs) 
not going to forget y'all talking about this man, calling him out his name mm-hmm. before you even heard a note of it. Yeah, no. So that just really pissed me off. And I just had to say it because people were out of pocket for that. I don't care who you mm-hmm. stand. That was so uncalled for. Yeah. So, and like you said, I'm sure you agree. It's our favorite song out yeah. of the three. Uh, by, by far. It's constantly on repeat in my car right now. Listen, like I just, when that first chorus like hit and J-Hope was growling, that run bulletproof run, I was like, mm-hmm. The way Jimin and Jungkook sing the word gasoline, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just like, oh my God. It's just, I, I have no words. Like I can't express how much I love. Jin does it too, but like just the specific. Yeah. Okay, so let me get into the serious part. So, like I just said about the map, map the soul. So this is where like the twenty two mark Namji starts like getting more serious, and he talks about like the difficulties of him like being creative and like starting questioning mm-hmm. the route BTS are going as a group after Butter and Permission to Dance. Oh, I also didn't mention this, and I didn't know if I should say this like because of shade. But notice how they didn't put, put Permission to Dance on the anthology album. Just saying. Just saying. But anyway. Yeah, they didn't really talk about that song in general. <laughs> they kept just saying, you know, Dynamite, butter. They might. You know, no. <laughs> we don't need to talk about I'm gonna it. Move on. <laughs> I'm going to move on. Um, and like I said earlier, he expressed more that he started like questioning this during on. Uh, and mm-hmm. it got worse after butter because like he basically just said like, He's running out of stories to tell. Like, he just doesn't know yeah. what to say anymore. Um, and then I've seen this quote floating around. So, like, he does kind of take a jab at the K-pop and idol system, which I don't blame mm-hmm. him for. I know because he's Namjoon from BTS. Even if you're a K-pop fan, like, people might take this the wrong way. But, like, what he said isn't wrong. So he says, yeah. like, the problem with the K-pop and idol system they don't give you time to mature um you have to keep producing music and keep doing other stuff um there's no time left for growth and it's not just about music and work and like i feel like i've said that before with other groups i like like i've said that about 80s i would consider them my second or third favorite group and every time they come back i was like damn didn't y'all just have a comeback a month ago like break it's just it seems like their main focus in the industry is just production like how much can we produce how quickly how can, can we produce it? So how much can we produce while y'all are still young and able to like dance without mm-hmm. your bodies breaking down at this point <laughs> with the hard choreographies? As much as I like go up for the choreographies and like the music, because it is more like and I think that's why I gravitated more towards K-pop because I don't know if I ever expressed this, but like it's kind of like what the American system kind of stopped doing, especially since they stopped producing groups as artists. Mm -hmm. Like it's not as fun anymore. Like it's still good music. A lot of artists produce like good, meaningful music messages. But just like, you know, sometimes you just want to have a nice, fun song you can dance to. Mm -hmm. So... That's just really my thing. But I understand, like, you're right. Like, and that's why we would always bring up the point when people would call Jin old. I'm like, he's not old. He's just old in the idol system because they put him on a shelf life. Mm -hmm. I mean, just in general, people, especially on the internet, they'd be like, when you're 30, you're dead. (laughs) 
So we're almost right. in the grave, Macy. Yay. <laughs> Five more years. Finally. No. <laughs> Joking. One of my favorite, uh, <laughs> to quote one of my favorite Jenna Marbles lines, life is short, but it's also incredibly and painfully and disgustingly long. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, we're okay, guys, we promise. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> yes. Um, and then they just kept continuing expressing their like just how busy they were especially after dynamite and i always Ooh. said that like after dynamite they blew up in a way no one expected them to i'm sure even themselves so it's only been two years that's still really a short amount of time so just to be able to handle all that all at mm-hmm. once like they were already big but it just got like 10 times um and then just like expressing how he just didn't even feel time to like think or like think about his own schedule Mm -hmm. and just had to be so focused on everyone and the group and just like trying to figure out with this new newfound fame basically how to push the group anymore because if he doesn't know what to talk about then what does that mean and then like and I was also thinking this too that's why I thought it was weird before i knew what was happening like they weren't holding like a festa he brought up like all the carnival not carnivals all the festivals that are happening since covid restrictions are like being lifted and he gave the Mm -hmm. same example i was thinking of of psy like i've seen a lot of videos of psy doing like concerts for like there's like thousands of people in the audience for that that and he was like Mm -hmm. it'd be probably great if he like we started doing stuff like that but like they're just tired (laughs) yeah so I don't know the thing that just made me sad is just like even they said this but like I just felt bad that they not just scared but they just felt like they were letting people down and I'm really Mm -hmm. happy Taeyeon kind of like told them like most of the fans would understand but still because even if even with fans you know there are going to be those few that are just like not their expectations being down, but they are going to take it like the wrong way. So, yeah, I, um, I think that's what made me more sad than the fact that they are taking a little bit of a break is that they were so afraid to tell people that they were going to take a break. Like they just kept saying, I hope you understand. I hope you understand. And they're like, we're not complaining about having this great opportunity, but we're just expressing the hardships that we've been going through. And like, they feel comfortable enough to share that with us. And now they're getting some backlash on being able to share that with us. That's what makes me the most sad. Like, of course I'm like, I'm sad or whatever about like not being able to go to concerts and whatnot, but like, and not having the group as a whole, but from what they have been saying and how I've taken it as this is not like, they're still going to be content. Like they just want to do solo stuff and develop as individual artists in order to come back as a better group with fresh ideas and like a healthier aspect towards it so like I think like people were I've seen a lot of people like really upset it's like oh BTS is done they're over what's whatever um I didn't necessarily take it like that and I don't think that's that's what they were trying to express and I think by all means they've been doing this for like 10 years I would be tired yeah like you can only produce so much so like this is 
very minimal what they're asking for. Like, I do not think that it should be taken like this, that they just need to breathe for a minute. (laughs) Right. It goes to one of the things, how me and you were talking about boundaries earlier. That's one Mm -hmm. of the things where it's kind of like, you need to know your boundaries because you don't know that you don't know them outside of the artistry. And Mm -hmm. like I said, like, I do feel like the relationship they have with their fans is different but at the same time like people need to learn to respect Mm -hmm. that because still at the end of the day they're human and like what namdi was talking about like they all another thing i like them because i feel like you can tell they all really do care about each other like yes they were a group of like they didn't know each other at first and kind of just brought together over one thing but like you can see Mm -hmm. they really did develop a relationship with each other like throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing so if they still want to be yeah. like bands like now like want to be like a cold play or like i don't know other i don't know i'm not into that many bands guys i'm sorry but if you just want the longevity you do need to be able to explore your own mm-hmm. individuality as an artist and projects you want to do before coming yeah. back as a band so right and i think that you know if any group is going to break out of this like stereotypical k-pop industry it's going to be them like i think that they can have the longevity but they need to break out of it first so i think this is a good opportunity to do so is like develop as individual artists and then come back as a new group that is not sanctioned by the rules of the yeah. industry that they've and been in even in the k-pop industry like y'all are seeing we've pointed it out Oh, well, I pointed out one time there's like a new resurrection of like second gen groups coming back Mm -hmm. together as the group. So even in the K-pop industry, you're seeing people that like didn't technically disband, but they went their separate ways and now they're coming back. Like Mm -hmm. and even with the guy groups for like the men that are going off into military, it just really depends on the group and the company if they want to continue while their members are going off and doing service as a group or Mm -hmm. do individual stuff. Like you see Monster X, they're on a tour right now while Shonu is in the military's one another one is like Super Junior. Um, Mm -hmm. I can point out shiny. It's just like XO's doing it. If you want to keep it in the K-pop world, but like Mm -hmm. you're saying, they've kind of, they're still in that and they're kind of not. So they kind of have a foot in the K-pop industry and kind of a foot in this like Western, not even just Western, but just like one foot in one foot out basically is Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. So like at at the end of the day, BTS is just BTS and they're, you know, kind of in a unique situation. And I think that they want just as much as we want for it to be a long journey, not a short one. So in order to do that, you got to live your life and take breaks. And like you said, like live outside of this persona that you've created for yourself because he like doesn't know who he is anymore because he's been doing this for the majority of his maturing age. (laughs) So like, I, I don't, I can, I get it, you know? Yeah. Yungi brought up how it's even hard for him now to write lyrics um, mm-hmm. basically on the same page as like Namjoon because like and he brought up an interesting point where he's like he's kind of over doing stuff to satisfy other people but also he said something that really struck me where he's like at the beginning he lacked the skills but had all these ideas now he has mm-hmm. the skills and he has nothing to say so that really yeah. says a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually really, really looking forward to what 
their individual sounds will sound like. Oh, I'm so excited. BTS has a certain sound or whatever you want to classify it as. So I'm curious. Obviously, we've seen it already in a little bit of their like solo songs. Like you, They definitely have their own personalities that shine through their solo songs. But when it's really totally up to them from like production and lyrics and whatnot, like they have creative control completely over their stuff. I think it's going to be really interesting to see that. And I'm looking forward to it. Like even you, you mentioned something about like, if I had my own concert, it would be boring. So like, but he's thinking about yeah. having his own concert, which is so cool. <laughs> which I kind of had a problem with that. Cause he was like, if I just rapped, I'm like, you know, there are actual rappers out there who just rap. It will be fine. And you're fine yeah. at rapping. I understand like, and that's great that you want to do other stuff, but I don't think people would be upset. But mm-hmm. also I wanted to bring up that you mentioned it like with their solo activities i hope they still don't get burnt out yes no i want it it should be i think the whole hopefully the the idea of this is they're taking a break for like health and resting and whatnot and also just self-discovery so if they happen to produce some music through that self-discovery that's what would be healthy and good and what i'm looking forward to because i know jen brought up a thing where he was talking about like he felt bad just like just taking a rest and laying down and then yungi sent him his schedule and he was like Huh. <laughs> right. But it's okay, Yungi. You can also mm-hmm. take a rest. Even the slight like schedule Namjoon was talking about, I'm like like how you said Macy, when do you have time to breathe? Yeah. Do you sleep? Do you eat? Like what's going on? I don't think so. <laughs> so. I don't think so, but I hope but. you do. Cause mm-hmm. like how I mentioned in a highlight thing. And as much stuff as we made fun of Blackpink for being a musical artist and how they don't make much music, I have that more with the company than themselves. They seem to be doing fine and enjoying what mm-hmm. they're doing individually. So, yeah. yeah, I don't think I just don't think it's necessary. I hope it turns to into be, a thing like that. Yeah. To be like, oh, this is the end of the world, you know, because like this is going to be a really healthy thing for them. I think they're going to enjoy it. And I think that they love their group so much that there's no way that they wouldn't come back unless they just like you know yeah living their lives and things get beyond what they're expecting but i think people are like mourning (laughs) this group that's like disappearing which that's just not the case so I won't gonna lie, I did tweet something where like before this, it wasn't really a morning. I think I expressed more I was exciting for their things than really mm-hmm. being sad. So I don't remember all yeah. I said, but Yeah, initially before I before I watched the dinner, I was just seeing what people were saying and I was right. like, Oh crap, like are they just are we done? Is this it? And that made me a little bit sad. But then once I watched it, I was like okay, I'm fine. This is obviously they need this and we're still going to be seeing them. They're still going to be in my realm of like what I'm looking at and whatnot. And hopefully when they come back, they'll feel refreshed and have a new story and all that fun stuff. So exactly. I just want them to enjoy what they're doing because like, I feel like he said, I think June said it a couple of times where it's like, I'm sorry for not meeting your expectations. And I'm like, dude, what expectations? Because you've blown through like anything that I think anybody expected from them. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what you're trying to prove, but you, you're good. <laughs> you know, you can take it easy. Cause like, I don't, I certainly don't expect anything more. And like, they've done such a great job with their fandom already. Like they're probably one of the most well-known 
musical acts ever. So like, I don't know how you're letting anybody down. (laughs) And it's sad to me to think that they think that they're letting people down. So especially Namjoon as the leader. And he said some other stuff too, like how when they were getting more famous, like especially with the English, it was hard for him because he really is the only one for now that is Mm -hmm. the most fluent in English. And he's like, these interviews are hard because like I can't speak for the other members because I'm not in their mind. And it's hard for translation to really like express how they want to talk about something. So like Mm -hmm. he says, sometimes he felt bad because he felt like he was talking for them. And that's not really what he wanted to do. Which mm-hmm. makes sense, especially when you're trying to translate differently. Like, that's why I always enjoyed like when I watch interviews and he would get to speak his native language and they had like another translator or like they would translate it themselves because it gets them all a chance to express themselves. Yeah. So and I just I just think it hits in the hardest. Cause like I said, he is like the leader. So mm-hmm. and yeah. in charge it's of a lot, lot of stuff. It's got a lot of responsibility on his shoulders that, you know. For not even being think, the oldest. gone a little too far. So I think it's really good that they're going to take a break from it, despite what other people might be saying and yes. be upset about. So Especially towards the end when he started crying. Oh, my God. And it was I can't like, watch any of them cry. But like, especially oh. the members that barely cry. Like him, like, and I think... We're kind of like the same. We're like, we don't cry a lot. But if we do, it's kind of just like, oh, my God, like this is serious. Like they're really tired. Like I remember, I don't know if I said on the podcast, I think I said, I think I scared you when we went to go see them in New York and we were waiting for our plane. And we were mm-hmm. just kind of sitting there. You, you saw just me just started, started crying. I like, just oh God. started falling. <laughs> I mean, there was other stuff that was going on and I expressed it was mostly because the text my brother sent me and it was just mm-hmm. thinking of that whole week we had, like I had so much fun. Like I just got more emotional than I thought I would. But it's just like mm-hmm. that. It's just like, you can tell like, like he's really tired. And I feel yeah. like I've said, pointed out stuff before where I said it looked like they're tired, but like I can tell they're exhausted. I really need him yeah. to have this break. And for everyone right. that's showing and sharing those memes and videos of him crying, please stop because it's not funny. It's really mm-hmm. not funny. It's so heartbreaking because it would be different if he was just, you know, if they were just like as an example, if they were just leaving and he was just like getting emotional about the times they had and whatnot, but he is breaking down crying because he's just so tired and he doesn't have anything more to give and he doesn't want to say that he doesn't, which is so yes. sad. That made like, that like broke my heart more. And I'm glad I waited to watch the video because if I watched it when it dropped like everyone else, I would have been sobbing. I know mm-hmm. Zarya texted me, she was sobbing, but it was like that just makes and like sometimes I'm sitting here I'm like is it also my fault because like how I was saying earlier how I kept expressing like I don't know what's happening but like they're gonna go on tour I can't wait and I'm mm. like I'm not disappointed though if you need a break you need a break and that's why no, yeah, I, I think that's admire the them about like, like they're so yeah they're at the top right now they're so high yeah. for them to be as high they are right now and saying like we need a break before we literally burn out and just like give up on this completely. I respect that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a difference between, you know, like, of course, you're excited about new concerts and new albums. Like, that's part of what's keeping them going is being excited about that stuff. And like, of course, you want to support it when it comes out. But what I think people are missing is that, OK, we were excited, but now listening to what they've had to say 
you should be able to understand where they're coming from. And like some people aren't understanding. They're taking it as like, oh, they hate us. They don't want to do this anymore. They're giving up. Whereas like, no, <laughs> it's not what they're saying. Like you're not listening right. to what he's saying. He's just tired and he wants, he doesn't want to just produce music to produce music. He wants it to be good music and have a message and all that stuff. So you have to take a step back sometimes. Like every artist has art block and like gets tired. So like, do you want him just to be a machine that produces stuff that doesn't mean anything? Or would you rather give him the break that he deserves and like be happy doing it? <laughs> listen, we can see the difference between when they were making stuff out of their own enjoyment and for their passion and when they were making stuff just to make stuff. And yes, I will mm-hmm. say dynamite and butter and permission to dance. I'll say yeah. it because you can tell just, the difference. And I understand yeah. what he meant by like he was starting to lose his way. Like, mm-hmm. I will go up, especially for Dynamite, especially the time that it was. And I'm glad they did it to, like, try to bring some type of joy for the fans. But, like, that's where a lot of their criticism was coming from, too. I don't know about Korean media because I don't follow Korean media like that. And I can't translate the articles that do come out. So I don't know. But I know, especially, like, longer term K-pop fans, you know, how they like to pick at them. Like, oh, they're becoming too westernized. Which, what does that even mean again? Because K-pop... Is derived from Western music. So I don't understand what people accuse a K-pop group of becoming Westernized. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? It's think- all the same to right, me. No, yeah, Besides the way they train and put out music is different. But other than that, I don't see the difference. No, I think it's the same as well. I think more so than anything is that they don't need to force themselves to sing in English. That's what I... I would have the most problem with like it's not westernized it's because the music like do it because you want to not because you're forced to yeah the pop music is westernized already it's just exactly. like i think what he was saying is like i don't necessarily think that they should be singing in all english because 90 percent of them don't speak english so they can't express themselves how they want to and the lyrics are we talked about this in the past the lyrics are much more basic like they don't really have a meeting it's just a fun song which those songs have their place but to keep going and moving forward they can't they're not an english group that's not how it works that's not their main language that's not how they yeah. express themselves because like so, even with the korean songs that i listen to and love like and I'm going to shout out all the translators out there that y'all be doing the work and been doing the work for years. Like, seriously, you don't understand. Thank you. Like when yeah. I go onto like either their Twitter accounts or if they make their own websites and they just explain like you guys don't understand some of these lyrics are just so deep, like within their culture mm-hmm. and just like things they've experienced. And like that's kind of the same with English, like even with English artists here. Mm-hmm. Like deep, meaningful songs. Sometimes you have to yeah. understand the language, and then like if it's from a specific culture, understand the culture, and just like so many things that goes yeah. with it. I've always hated the argument, like "oh, learn English" because you're so big over here. No, <laughs> it is not their responsibility to learn English if they do not want to. It's your responsibility if you want to listen to their original music. You're gonna have to do, put in the work to understand it. Even like, if you don't want to do, even if you don't want to learn Korean, just do your research. <laughs> you can find like i said i just shouted out a bunch of translators you can find plenty of translators that like take their time out of the love for the artists that Mm -hmm. they enjoy to share it with the world or like even articles and that's breaking down what every little thing in their songs and music videos mean so there's no reason to be ignorant (laughs) yes i'm still upset with like also american media is taking them this long like because k-pop's getting so 
big to like start translating on their own and actually hiring professional translators. And I won't even say that for K-pop because they do that for anything that is not English. So Mm -hmm. I love me some Bad Bunny. (laughs) He's great. But that's just an example like outside of K-pop. Right. Like I am a I would consider myself a more casual listener because I don't go deep dive. I do on some, like when I want to know something, what something means, I'll do my research to figure it out. But you can also just enjoy music to enjoy music. You don't have to know every little thing. Yeah, that's something I started learning as I got older, really. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think that's why I like dance music so much because there's a lot of dance music I listen to that don't have lyrics, but you can just, you know, Mm -hmm. you feel it. So yeah, anyway. Overall, I have a very positive outlook on why they're doing this, and I think that their reason for doing it is a really good one, and I hope that they can truly enjoy the break and not have people harassing them all the time and like them be worried about it because they know that they seem a little bit angry and agitated with how it's been received already. I hope it doesn't change anything and they take a good break and they don't regret it and like they can actually enjoy it. So, yes. And I will also be another bearer of bad news. I'll be the bad guy today for this episode. I feel like I already (laughs) am. Um, I'm sure this has to do with enlistment, to be honest. I'm sure enlistment has to do with a little bit of this. And Mm -hmm. if what I was talking about with the on promotion is true, I don't know if maybe like Jin and possibly Yoongi, because they're not that far apart in age, would have gone earlier. But I because I stopped seeing a lot of articles, especially I know they changed like um, leadership of like trying to get them exams. So I do know they're going to have to go. I don't know for how long I've said this on so many things. I don't like talking about their politics because I'm not Korean. I don't live in South Korea. I'm not from South Korea. So mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable talking about stuff. I don't understand just for a musical yeah. group. Cause there's so much more that goes on outside the music. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I do feel like that is part of the reason for them doing solo projects and they decided they wanted to wait until they're all seven again and do solo projects and try to continue stuff as a group without like one or two members. And I think that's appropriate. I think that they have every right to do that. And obviously this is a part of culture that we don't really understand, but it's important to them and their country. So if they're wanting to go and do this, they have every right to be and you should be understanding of it because it happens all the time with other groups so why can't it exactly this it's not like this is uncommon so yeah again i don't understand it's not like they're doing anything different and i think we've also said in the past that it just wouldn't be the same if one of them was missing so i kind of like the approach that they're just gonna be soloist until they're all back together because yeah. i think it would just be odd if one of them was missing so and like even Jimin said in the video, he's like, yes, he is. He's not a solo artist. He's a member of a group, but he also mm-hmm. wants to like explore, you know, his interests, likes and dislikes as yeah. an artist himself and grow as himself. And that can probably that growth can be put into when they come back together. So mm-hmm. it's like. I just see it as a good thing. I mean, yeah. I know, like, obviously, when this came out and then. When I rewatched this, I don't know if you saw it, but I think they changed it because I didn't see the word hiatus in there like at the beginning, but I wasn't paying attention. So I don't know if it's mm-hmm. still in there or not. I blame One I Direction think- because all the media was like, oh, my oh, God, yeah. they're breaking up. This is a hiatus. There's a spandex. No more BTS. Mm-hmm. What's the next K-pop group that's going to replace BTS? Like, shut the fuck up, yeah. please. So I just watched this last night, so it would be I fresh. did too, actually. <laughs> and I saw the 
word hiatus and disbandment. Okay, so it is still at there. One point, but not in the beginning. And it was I don't remember who was saying it, but it was like it's it's we're not disbanding. It's or a hiatus or whatever you want to call it. It's just like Yungi a break. said that. So yeah, so I think they don't. They refer to it as a break everywhere else, and he mentions those specific words at one point, but I don't think he's saying that they're taking one. I think he's saying that's not really what it is, you know? Yeah. They're taking a break so, as a group, but just not mm-hmm. as their own personal schedules, basically. Yeah. And I also saw that, like, not them, but, like, the company had to come back and, like, clear up stuff, because apparently I know nothing about the stock market, and that's why I kind of <laughs> wish the fees was still here, but apparently Hype stock went down, like, 20%. Well, geez, <laughs> which is a lot. And apparently I found this Bloomingberg article on Matash at the bottom because I really feel like it's a good article talking about like a brief summary of their stocks without being too biased of like what's actually happening with BTS. But mm-hmm. I got from that article how it said it went down 28 percent, wiping out one point seven billion dollars in market value, which is the lowest on record since they went public as a company. So, wow. yeah. And that's another thing like I. I'm proud of them for building Big Hit up and like making sure they didn't go under. But it also makes me angry how much they really depend on them. And I know mm-hmm. they bought other companies with like other groups and they have TXT and now in hyphen. But it's like with that, like, damn, they still really depend on BTS a lot. And that's not a good yeah. thing business wise. No, and it's not. It's not BTS's responsibility to hold it's not. the company up. <laughs> it's so. really not. I don't feel like it ever was. No. To be honest, my opinion. It was important so they can continue doing what they're doing. But at yeah. the end of the day. Well, I think, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think it's necessarily something to be worried about either. Because I think that we're experiencing a drop because of the shock that was happening. But eventually, um, when they start... I know June had mentioned something about like the mixtapes are going to be made into actual albums. So I'm sure that will combat some of that, you know, which that's so cool. I would love an album dedicated to each member. Another thing that made me think of Elizabeth because Jim kind of, I don't know if anyone picked it up, but he was kind of saying it like jokingly where he was like, he just got like some songs in and he predicts he might be the last one to actually release the album. So I was Mm -hmm. like, is it because you're working on it or is it because of Elizabeth? Probably both. Probably both. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, because I know some of the other members have been working on, especially like, like Tay and J Hope, they've been working on individual stuff for a long time, but they just haven't released it yet because they're really picky. <laughs> especially, especially Taeyong and Jungkook, because we've heard yeah. the stories of them making stuff and deleting stuff. I think Jungkook at one point actually really did have a whole mixtape, and he deleted everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think like I don't know if Jin has necessarily been doing that. So if he's just if he's just Probably starting not and like if he doesn't want to, we don't have to. <laughs> yeah, if he's just starting now, it makes sense for him to be last combined yeah. with if he has to go away for a bit. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. So, yeah, that's basically the whole dinner. I had more points, but I feel like me and Macy really summed up our like opinions the mm-hmm. best without me having to do all the bulletin points. So I'm glad. But yeah. Any thoughts before I get into the projects that have been announced so far? I could go first. I mean, I feel like I shared what I wanted to share. 
it's like they keep saying it's basically just a new beginning again macy i'll thank you for introducing me to bts because like i knew about them on my own in 2017 i feel like i mentioned this before when they first started breaking out with dna but like i just had no desire of really like looking up them myself so i'm glad Mm -hmm. i did and like not to say this in a bad way because this isn't the first time if people don't know that they express they're tired i mean tear was actually almost their disbandment album if no one remembers that so this is Mm -hmm. basically like probably second hell this might even be like the 10th time of like stuff we didn't even see and we only know about that because when they won an award that Jin did say that where they all started breaking down the end of 2018 or 2019 i think it's 2018 yeah, it was 2018 because it was before um, Persona came out. But still, so like if they did at that time, I wouldn't have discovered them because I really became a fan during Idol. So that was really the first time I feel like they really pushed themselves to keep going. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just feel like at this point, like we just keep saying they've already proved themselves in- enough. It's fine for them to take a break. I honestly would have been fine even if they're like, we're taking a break. And they're not doing anything because they deserve that, too. They deserve some rest. They deserve sleep to start like eating properly and not have to worry about like their image or like the crazy diet culture and just like all this other mess. So if some members just want to chill and honestly not do anything, that's fine with me if they want to continue doing things which i know they're going to whether it's like music or if they want to do stuff outside like if taehyung finally wants to start acting again if jin wants to start acting that is fine with me too i feel like Mm -hmm. i'm at this point where like i will be there and like i expressed earlier i don't regret like being their fan so like it's been fun even though i haven't been with them since the beginning i still feel like i grew up with them because like i got in my early 20s i'm in my mid-20s now Mm -hmm. so like i got to spend my early 20s with them and like I just had fun. A lot of my great memories, especially with like you and like other friends we met are just like full of so much joy. And I'm glad BTS were a part of that. And also thanks to BTS. Like, I feel like it helped me break the ice more because I am introverted. Like I never would have met Nafis or Brianna. I would have known Nafis, but I don't feel like we would have gotten as close because it was our like manager when we worked at the library who broke the ice for us when they're like, so did you know Simone is into BTS? And me and Nafis looked at each other like, Oh, you like BTS? And that just started something when Mm -hmm. she saw Brianna at the Korean festival we went to, which I never would have went to if it wasn't for BTS. And I met her and then we started talking about she's like, oh, you like BTS, too. And that's the same with Sam at like we were learning the Korean um, language and just like other stuff I never would have thought. Like you heard us talk about like when we watched on like in the middle of the night and stuff. I've done so much. I feel like I never would have done on my own Mm -hmm. or for anyone else. So like it was tiring, but it's this fun stuff I can look back on. So Mm -hmm. honestly, at the end of my rant, I'm just like happy. I could share happy moments with them. Just want to thank them for that. And then like, I was going to say, I wish them happiness, but like, it made me think back on our one year anniversary. I, hope they're able to find contentment in their life because i feel like that's more Mm -hmm. powerful than happiness because contentment lasts longer so that's all i really want to say i think to add to that is like i am happy with all of the memories i've made thus far even if i don't get to make any more but i'm like obviously i think we're hopeful and they're saying that they're going to continue so but i am already more than more than grateful 
for what I've already received that like I think it's just nice to take a step back and let them also you know just reminisce and grow and take a breather so and like like we say we listen to other groups but I know they're not gonna hit like Mm -hmm. BTS does for us but still so I'm just excited for them I'm happy for them to be honest like Mm-hmm. I'm more happy, honestly, than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't feel any of those feelings of, like, resentment or sadness or anything like that. I think it's overall 100% a positive thing. So I just hope that the rest of their fandom can see that. <laughs> yeah, for people we don't know that lives, like, yeah, halfway right. <laughs> around the world. <laughs> yeah. But that's the joy and beauty of it. Just never thought it would happen. Such a unique and special connection. Yeah. 